This is Zach Howard, and you're listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Hey, Real Nerds listeners. Your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find The Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. Aw, man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2016 and beyond. Back on Father's Day for 2016 is Denver Comic Con. Isn't everybody excited that it's on Father's Day again? I'm very excited. I mean, I'm always excited. I don't care when they do it. I don't have a son, so it doesn't matter to me, but I imagine it's doubly more exciting for you this time. I know, and he's going to be old enough next year to pull shit off shelves and I'll have to buy it. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to convince my dad to go. He probably won't want to, though. Like, so, <laughs> no. like, I'll ask him like the week. I'll be like, hey, I got tickets. You want to go? I'll be like, I have no interest. So, like, okay. <laughs> like, if you're wondering who that voice is, that is Henry Jarvis, a very tall black man who oh, is <laughs> now on our show. No, he's actually a white guy. You have a black man's voice. You've ever been told that? Uh yeah, I I've like when I was in middle school because I got this voice when I was like eight really grade. oh yeah wow so you're like the ladies killer back it's been then. rocking Actually, yeah. you almost sound like Reed Saunders from the Colorado Rockies yeah a little bit yeah can have, you have him say a play or something yeah can you say uh, now batting for the Rockies outfielder Charlie now Blackwood. batting for the Rockies outfielder whatever the fuck his name is <laughs> <laughs> nice whatever the fuck his name is is a great player can you wow. really slowly say Larry Walker Larry Walker actually actually say uh um do you listen to the Realist podcast <laughs> yeah you uh, should do my name is Hen- what go ahead sorry uh, my name is Henry Jarvis and you're my name is Henry Jarvis, and you're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. That's pretty very good. That's awesome. Very good. Yeah, yeah, you have a great you. radio voice. That's your natural voice. Yeah. Ah, thank you. So, Henry, what brings you to Real Nerds Podcast? Well, primarily it's because I wanted to come on because you guys are awesome, and I happen to live in Uh-oh. Denver, too. So, wow, like, Oh, stop. Oh, no problem. And also though. a little effeminate because, you know, gay marriage passed today, so James uh, fit that bill very well. <laughs> James and I are getting married later today. Very so, cool. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah, now we can. Well, you could in Colorado anyways. Yeah, but, but I know. mean, like, now we can do it, like, in now Alabama. Can, yeah, so. now you can go to Alabama and do it, yeah, so. Yeah, That explains the I rainbow t-shirt he's wearing. I don't want to go to Alabama and do that. I just don't. No, I mean. It's really just Alabama. <laughs> Every other state's fine. Yeah, it's like Alabama is the one you probably don't want to do. Like I wouldn't want to go to Alabama and do most things. I know, that, I know that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. I mean, like, like when you think Alabama, you only think racists. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners who live in Alabama, but no, like, no, that's the thing. There's that area, Mississippi, literally just ratified uh, the 13th Amendment that abolishes slavery. Yeah, yeah, they just forgot about it. It wasn't their fault. So that's still that's still. <laughs> They that's, just figured it, it was spoken matter. for. They were like, ah. It doesn't matter. That's so irresponsible. <laughs> it, it fell under the rug, man. Like, James, don't make excuses for racists. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, sure, it might have fallen under the rug. It's still racist things under the rug. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it was, a, it was a Nazi rug, so. 
That's that's like what they did back in the 60s. You know, everyone just like turned their back. It didn't matter that people were being oppressed. It's just like, oh, it's uh, they just forgot. They just forgot that they were shooting with fire. It's hoses. not our problem. Yeah. Spoken like a true fucking Yankee. Speaking of which, the movie we saw this week was Ted 2, which deals with the same thing. It does. Which it is does. really ironic that it happened today, the day it that is. they released the film. It's yeah. a very ironic thing. The whole time, as yeah. we were walking in the movie, I told Rafe, I was like, "I really hope they made, make a lot of like already outdated gay jokes." Yeah, yeah. Like, and they got close a couple of times. They got, they got like, I gotta speak close, up for the yeah. homos, and I was like, "Oh, no, you don't." <laughs> like, it was, no, it was great. Uh, but yeah, so you uh, you actually stole my bit. You know, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience for the world. This week we saw Ted too. I'm Did sorry. you hear the anger in his voice? Right, like, I, I could. I, was like, I, leave, I like. Right? I immediately regret it. Like, <laughs> you you should. You should. You know, there's a very nice synergy we have here, and when it's taken away, I'm sorry. It's all right. I'll come back. No, please do. You're welcome every week. Um, but you're also a filmmaker, and I am. Yeah, we do films here, so you're in the process of making a film. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about your film? All right. Uh, the film is called Notes of a Depressant. Uh, Sounds good. Happy. It's, yeah, it's really it's a dramedy. Uh, probably it, it fluctuates between more comedy and drama, but uh, cool. it's based off my experience in high school with teenage depression. Hmm. Uh, it starts. Uh, it's about these two seniors in high school who they both attempt suicide, and uh, the school they don't succeed. And the school, when they come back, they decide, well, in order to make you feel better, we're going to partner you two up together. They don't like each other. So that way, like, you always have someone with you as kind of like a buddy system. Mm-hmm. And they don't like each other, so it's, that's not really going to work for them. And they realize from that experience and how the school, like, kind of handles it in a very poor way, they realize that really people who don't have depression have trouble understanding what depression is about. It's about how they decide to write a, like, novel or a memoir or whatever about what it's like to have teenage depression. And, yeah, that's the kind of – it's the process of them writing that book. So – so that's a deep film, not like this guy. This guy makes green scene, green screen, Jean Claude Van Damme shit. Um, <laughs> it has themes of um, uh, uh, mayors like abusing corruption. Power you're corruption. right. Yeah. So. yeah okay. So Re- almost the same. Yeah. So, are, so are you the writer father, and director son, of this? I am the writer, director, producer, and I'm one of the actors in it. So are you an editor as well? Probably. You're just like Brad. Yeah. Except for the acting part, he's a horrible fucking actor. Yeah. yeah I mean. I mean, I agree. the pot is fine. So, like, he does his best. So, <laughs> no, he's good. We, just, I always, I always rip Brad because I'm so bad on camera. But what was that one like show you did? Uh, skit you did for, um, the people who think they're funny and they're not. Laugh you <laughs> bastards. Um, you were really good in their little last little bit. Uh, which one? That's the one where you. Is <laughs> their last is one it, they did? Is the and, one where I'm at the doctor's office or he's the just one trying where to compliment you? Just let it happen. <laughs> just take the compliment. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking Thank guy. Thank you. People yeah. will say like our work is good. He's like, it's not that good. <laughs> this fucking guy. Nothing's good enough for him. So, uh, is it is it a feature length film? It is. It's uh, 115 pages. Wow. Total. Uh, and so we filmed around 75 percent of it so far. Wow. Um, sorry. Um, you're fine. And. Uh, yeah, we have 25% left. Our goal was to film all of it in June. That didn't happen. But uh, that was our goal. And so, it's hard when it's independent films. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, for our pod show, we wanted to do one a month. And then we realized, like, fuck, this is not going to work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, But so uh, how do you get the funding for it? Is it just all... It was just all savings. Film? Like, yeah. yeah, it was like... It's a... I'll, I'll classify this. It's a micro-budget film. <laughs> it's like $3,000 budget. And, like, the reason why we're able to make it for so cheap is just, like, throughout the years, I've saved up my own money and, mm-hmm. like, had that be the budget. And I also own my own equipment from mm-hmm. that. Like, uh, a little backstory on me. I went to the Number School of the Arts for filmmaking as my major. And so I was five years of filmmaking experiences I learned kind of through there, like, 
how to set up a shot and how to use every kind of camera. And so through those five years, I saved up for all that kind of equipment. So now I already have that, so I don't need to rent it out or anything like that. And then all the actor-wise and crew-wise, I just, like, handed off the script to them, and I was just like, hey, I can't give you a lot, but I will try to make the experience of filming this as pleasant as possible, and if we do somehow get into some kind of money, I will give that to you as much as I can. And they liked the, a lot of them just liked the script enough that they said, well, we can just do it for free. So nice. that was very beneficial. What, so, uh, what hat do you like to wear the most? What kind Direct, of directing, fedora. writing. Oh, yeah, fedora all, totally. all all the way. I just tip it all day long. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't really look good in any hats. I mean, like, the audience can't see the podcast, but I have, like, really long hair. It's and, beautiful. Like, <laughs> it's, like, long and thick. And, like, every hat, like, it like it makes my head bigger. So just, like, I sits on it like a child's <laughs> hat. Like, so I, like, put, like, on a cowboy hat, and it'll just look ridiculous. So, like, but I you, just, But you have such a sexy voice. You have sexy hair. Dude, I know. come on. I know it's a shame. So I just can't find hats that fit my head because my head's too big. I I, I have the same problem. So yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, but you like writing, directing. <laughs> yeah, <I'm... laughs> that's what I was really asking. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I I mean, like, I don't know. I'm primarily a writer, mm-hmm. uh, and I just like for me, like, it's weird, like being a director or like being a writer and then seeing someone else take your screenplay and then make it kind of their own thing as a director. And I just don't feel comfortable with that, like, at the moment. So I'd much rather, rather like, uh, direct all of the things I write. So, so I'm prim- primarily just directing it because I want it to be my own kind of thing. And so, so yeah. When do you hope to have the film finished? Uh, well, we have our goal is Sundance. Uh, well, that was our goal. Uh, the only problem is that uh, in the past, the deadline for regular decision has been September 18th. Mm-hmm. And this year they pushed it up, and the deadline for regular decision is uh, September 1st. So we might be, we're like a month behind already. And so we're going to try to get it done for, for Sundance. But if that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And then we'll aim for the rest of the films throughout the year. So, and then if it gets nowhere, I'll just put it up on video, Vimeo or something. And then, you know, <laughs> we can see it for free. So, <laughs> well, I hope it works out for you. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> what possessed you to write the story? Uh, well, like I said, it's based off my experience with depression and, uh, actually, well, bummer tone for a second i actually started developing it when i was a junior in high school after i attempted suicide i spent around two or three weeks in the hospital and i was just like and then like everything then how the school handled it i felt was not and my family thought was just not as proper as it should have been and i felt like i should write this now as a way to tell people who have depression like teenagers regardless like that like what i learned from the experience and like how i found kind of like a purpose in my life and how i kind of bounced back essentially i feel like that's a message that people that they need to find and uh people who write about teenage depression like john green and have like fault in our stars or whatever or like just like teenage depression teenage sickness or whatever and how they think they just don't get it it's like you don't get it like it's like that's the point like of the film it's like you don't get teenage depression unless you've had it or you don't get depression in general if you ha- unless you've had it because like there's like a couple lines in the film where they say like everyone's told to just cheer up but it's not that simple and that kind of thing and so i wanted to show like an honest portrayal of what this is like so so how did you how did you get out of it then was was your art the way you got out uh i mean yeah i mean it was more just kind of like a journey of self-discovery over like Mm -hmm. two years and i just kind of like realized one my purpose and kind of like humbled myself and i guess like one of the like messages of the film is that everyone has a purpose in their life but it might not be as big as you want it to be like it might just be that like your purpose in your life right now is to affect someone else to make a much larger impact. And you should be okay with the fact that 
sure my life won't be like the one that like people read about in history books, but I helped someone get there and I helped change the world through that process. And that's kind of like what I came to the conclusion. That's kind of what I'm trying to get through with this film as well. And that like everyone has a purpose in their life and just it. I mean, like we talk about how the whole it gets better speech and how it's kind of bullshit, but it does. Once you figure your life out and once like, you know what you want to do, that's when it does get better. And so that's kind of like the purpose of the film. I think this is the most awesome. serious thing we've ever had on this show. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, like, no, I mean, no, it's awesome. It's a wonderful uh, thing that you're doing. I, I, I think you have to write and direct it because there's no way anyone else could tell your mo- your personal story yeah, yeah, the yeah. way you can. So that's that's great. Flash forward an hour, and we're talking about poop jokes from Ted Two. Yeah, like, oh, let's do some poop jokes. Yeah, dick jokes. That's always the best. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, I love being. I would love to be here. So, and so, I'm loving that I am here. So. Uh, and like, like I said, you know, anytime you want to come back on, you know, keep us up to date, or if yeah, you just sure. want to come on and just chill with us. Yeah, I mean, if you're uh, interested in the project, you can Absolutely. follow me on Twitter. Uh, my at, uh, Twitter handle, I think, is what's called, is Byronic Henry. Uh, you can find it. I think they tweet. I'm part of the tweet that was announced for this one, so you can probably find yep. it through there if you don't know how to spell it. But yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I announced you. Oh yeah. Whenever I find out guests are coming on, I always announce them, so then they can't back out. I know. I was like, <laughs> I was really panicked when you because I think you tweeted that out like two days ago now. I had. And I was I like really panicked. I was like, I better not get sick. Because <laughs> <laughs> then we're gonna show up to, at your house with chicken noodle soup and um and podcasting gear. And podcasting gear. Oh fun. <laughs> like. Because you are locked in. It's a uh, it's a contract that you don't get paid for. I don't want to like piss any of you off at the theater. Like oh. I want to make sure, like, because I mean, like, I was sitting next to you, uh-huh. and uh, I want like like I want to make sure I wasn't ordering any like thing that like you would be insulted by for some reason. Like I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, I, like this order, guy. Like, he loves food. <laughs> yeah. I also noticed like because like since we were sitting next to you, I saw like what you ordered too. You just ordered like essentially the healthy version of what I ordered. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I, I know it doesn't look like it. Uh, but in the last two months, I've lost fifty two pounds. Oh no, I've noticed. Like yeah, I mean, really. Like, I've only like seen you can hear you, it in your voice. <laughs> well, only, like, I've had someone say that you, like before. on like the pod show. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like see you in person that mm-hmm. often. I mean, because like I said, like like I think you said last yeah. week, I couldn't go to the Denver Comic Con. Yeah. And so like I saw him, I was like, man, he looks very different. Like yeah. he looks very good. Like oh well, thank you. No, I I've changed my career, and so it's yeah, yeah. It you sucks. went from Chipotle to cops. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, good enough. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's like the no, no, it's Qdoba, but oh, okay, <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> like like the, the hardest thing is doing this is I have to three times a week run a mile and a half, and oh, really? I really I fucking hate it. Yeah, I like, hate it because. To become a police officer, you have to run a mile and a half in under yeah, yeah. 15 minutes, yeah, yeah. which I can do like in my sleep now, but uh-huh. I just don't want to, I don't want to be the guy. You don't want to be that last finish. Exactly. Like... I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that maybe is not the fastest, yeah. but I don't have to worry about being the last one. You don't, you either want to be first or average. You don't want to exactly. be like somewhere below. Be, like... Yeah. I don't want to be the, my dad told me when he was in the military and the, the guys would run around, uh, they would have the drill sergeant be the pace. And if you fell behind the pace, you'd go back a week in boot camp. Mm-hmm. So my dad said, oh, man, there's one guy. I felt so bad for him in boot camp. So one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to run with him and I'm going to motivate him. And he's telling the story. And so my dad was running with this guy. And he, my dad was saying, man, he seems kind of slow. And then my dad saw the drill sergeant coming around. And my dad's like, fuck that guy. And my dad started sprinting <laughs> ahead of him. So that guy got sent back a week. Okay. But I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so welcome to the show. Okay. Always welcome. Yeah. yeah, don't worry. But 
I'm deathly allergic to shellfish. Uh-huh. Uh, so if we're ever next to <laughs> okay. each other, please don't order shrimp. Yeah, all the shrimp they serve at. Do they serve shrimp? At, I don't think they do. I like, I don't think they do, actually. I don't yeah. think they do any seafood. At, I am like. so sensitive to it. This is a true story. So the other day, uh, it was after... They might have lobster mac and cheese maybe. sometimes. I don't know. It was a few days ago. I, I don't know why I came home after my wife or I, I wasn't going to be home. And so she decided to make shrimp uh, scampi. Mm-hmm. As soon as I opened the door... Like I got a headache. I was, I was like, Laura, I literally need to leave because I am getting <laughs> sick. I said, I'm going to take Kellen and I'm just going to go walk around the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. I'm so allergic to it and I can smell it from anywhere. When I touch it, my hands break out. Um, it's a weird thing. So as long as you don't order a shrimp, even if you did, I wouldn't have said anything. To okay. you because... It's how we're eventually going to kill him. Yes. So if you want to kill me, um, yes, it is shrimp. Or any other okay. I'm gonna write crustacean. that in the next season. <laughs> you should. Your Achilles heel. <laughs> Maybe you heard the story of like I think it was Clockwork Orange. Like Stanley Kubrick knew that uh, Malcolm McDowell hated snakes, so he specifically put the snake in his bed for that scene. Like in the beginning, like he forced him to get the snake out, sleep with the snake, just because he hated Malcolm McDowell. Like, well, that and like with, like Clockwork Orange, when you read about it, why would they put them? You know, the eyeball things. Yeah, yeah. Like they did that for hours. That's weird. Yeah, I'd been like, fuck you, dude. And then Cooper would be like, you're fired. I'm like, yeah, make this movie without me. Suck my dick. And that's what I'd say to Stanley Kubrick. Like, and I would have said, you'll be dead in 15 years anyway. Oh. Because he was. Shit. So, so far we've had suicide and death of famous directors. So. Yeah. I think it was longer than 15 years, but, you know, whatever. What are, What's your favorite movie? What kind of movies do you like? Before uh, we get into the show, fuck the show. All right. Um, my favorite film of all time is Lawrence of Arabia. Wow. Um, so. The first half or the second half? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I probably if I had to say, probably first half, um, just because that's just I feel like good, the cinematography. Good, good answer. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> and then uh, favorite director wise, like I mean, I posted some screenshots of like from the film that like shots I like so far, and I'm trying definitely like directors that influence me are very like David Lynch, Steven Soenberg, and that kind of guys, and so those people like emulate, but there are directors that I like, like David Lean, who did Lawrence of Arabia, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, what is Lynch. Uh, I love Lynch too, so David Lynch, sorry. And uh but I could I would never be able to achieve something on like his level of surrealism. So like Oh yeah, you just need midgets running around saying well, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. and then you've achieved David Lynch. Yeah. I think if you stop trying you'll be very successful. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like when people say, Oh, I love Terry Gilliam, I'm like, really? He's kinda shitty. God yeah. damn no, some Yes, he's shitty. Quit no. pretending like he's not. Some I of think, it's really good. Some of it's good, but like I mean some anything of it's bad very about creative. No, it's not that you can't say anything bad about it. It's just that you can't say big sweeping things that aren't entirely. Maybe people tell me Brazil's a good movie too. I'm like, no, it's not. You, we've talked about this. I don't like Brazil. I know, but people. But Twelve just, Monkeys is like, really good. Citizen Kane is so great. Fuck Citizen Kane. Twelve Monkeys is great. Fisher um, King's pretty good. I like Fisher King anyway. Oh, yeah. so. uh, Monty King. Python, Holy Grail yeah, is good. Fisher King's coming out on Blu-ray. Yeah. Do you guys see, the, see that the the singing detective is coming out on Blu-ray? I cannot fucking yeah, believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I love Robert Downey Jr. And then that movie's coming out on Blu-ray. The only thing that sucks is it's all of films, and all of films put absolutely no special features on oh, really? any of their stuff. Yeah. Oh, gross. I know it sucks. Oh, fuck, dude. Anyways, every week when we're done seeing the new movie, <laughs> which we'll spoil at the end, um, we also talk about movie news, stuff we've been watching. Henry has a comic book for us. Yes, Yay. I love it. Um. Box office projections and um, what else? Fuck, am I forgetting? What's coming out? 
or even watching. I already said that. I don't. Book? I'm not listening, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Comic book. I already said that. I said Henry has one. God damn it! These just guys start even fucking listen to me, bro. No, just fucking start the show, man. Okay. What do you, uh, Henry? You're on the show. What would you like us to start with? Oh, sh- uh, is there any fan mail? Fan mail. So that's what we usually start, um, or what you guys usually start with. Let. I love you guys. Yeah, that's fan mail. Like, uh, actually, because I skip this every other week, um, this is what's playing at the Alamo Draft okay, House next on. week. Welcome, everybody, to the Alamo Draft House. During the show, let's all please refrain from emailing, tweeting, FaceTiming, Shazamming, Instagramming, Vining, Wazing, Candy Crushing, Yelping, Skyping, Fandangoing, Snapchatting, Pinning, Googling, Swiping, Posting. Yeah, I turn it off, but I just sent Tammy Lynn something funny and I'm waiting for a ha ha back. Or texting. <laughs> Damn right, ha ha. Like, we're never sponsoring your podcast again. I <laughs> <laughs> forgot last week, but luckily Brad keeps on posting them online. So, I what would you do without me? Huh? What would you do without me? Um, uh, remember, do better, <laughs> I, no, I, I actually I don't know what I do without you. Remember to do the segment. Remember to do the segment. Yes. Um, I can. Sorry, I'm I'm scrolling. Fuck this email that I can't read. I can hear y'all's phone in the podcast. That's uh, Brad. He's the one who's online. (laughs) No, No, not anymore. But you can pick up. You can pick up internet waves. Yeah, it goes. It it goes. Oh, okay. So yeah. Anyways, the Alamo Draft House in Littleton, Colorado, is our favorite place to see movies because it is awesome. Damn straight. Um, here we go. Um, Girls Inc. presents Hannah, which I know awesome. James loves. That's a good movie. Soon film. Um, the beer dinner is Terminator Two with can't read because it's too small. God, uh, Arnold that? Schwarzenegger. Yes, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Rowdy Magic Mike XXL is hosted by Chris Parente and Kathy J of Everyday Show on Fox Thirty One. Next week's show. Why? Why? Why are they? Why are they hosting it? Um. All right. Chronic Con, episode 420, a new dope. I'll give you one guess who's with that one. I already know. So uh, Doug Benson. <laughs> God damn it. He's not that funny. I was going to I was going to guess Bob Hope. He's still alive, right? Sure. I mean, I like I like Doug Benson's like his old albums, but like I've mm-hmm. started listening to his like movie podcast. It's just like I mean, I like you when you f- like think about what you're going to say first, yeah, like I agree. Uh yeah, so that's what's happening at the good old draft house next week. I got really excited because they're showing the creature from the Black Lagoon oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in 3D. Is it, oh, is it in 3D? Yeah. Wow. I, I just got an email this week from the Alamo talking yeah, yeah. about it, saying awesome. for immediate release. Damn. I really want to go see that now. I know. It's a fucking Wednesday, and I usually work that day, and they already wrote the schedule, and I'm on it. Oh, really? Like, right now, I'm, I'm slinging wings because I'm just making money to go to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sucks. And she writes, and they're they're great people. It's nothing against them. I just uh-huh. worked in restaurants so long, yeah, I'm just yeah. tired of it. Yeah. And um, and I'm scheduled that day. I'm gonna try to get it off. I'll be in Oklahoma. Uh huh. I guess things can be worse, right? That's my point. Why is there so many bugs in Oklahoma? Uh, because it gets stupid humid in the summer, man. It's so gross. I know. Oh. That's what I'm trying to tell you. My goodness. That's like, why you got to live in Colorado. It's in, beautiful. In the winter, it was nice. It was dry. It felt exactly like Colorado weather. And then I flew down there one time, and it was just like it had flipped, and it was just a swamp. Yep. Ugh. So that's what's playing at the Alamo. Um, you normally would do fan mail, nice but time. we don't have uh, – the only fan mail we got is people res- really responding to Brad's um, Lost uh. World script. Oh, God. That's uh, so oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Because 
and I, I, I was just, I always poke these guys. I don't know if you notice on the podcast, but I always poke them. You want to just jump into what we've been watching then? Uh, yeah, we could do that, but uh, let me finish telling Brad's story. Okay, fine. <laughs> so I, I called Brad out on the last podcast. I totally um, exaggerated what he was talking about on Jurassic World. And he, he's like, you know what? Fuck that asshole. And he wrote a, a really funny script about how he would have Jurassic. It's fantastic. How I would rewrite the movie. How you'd rewrite the movie. And you know what? I've been looking at the stats of it, and it's our most viewed page in a long time. So see, Brad, really? if you just get out and do it, then. What's really funny is about halfway through it, I was really sitting there like, you know what? This is actually a pretty good idea. Like, there's a couple goofy things in here, but I know like, why am I in it? This is pretty good. That's because I was like seriously contemplating that idea, and then I got to, like the end. I was like, "Fuck it!" And I, just, <laughs> I just ended it. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, cool. So out. this is a this is the stuff we've been watching. So uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Henry, fuck these guys. What'd you watch this week? Oh, okay. Um, you well, can curse on this if okay. you want. No, I mean... Yeah, it's the internet. No, I know I can curse. It's just that... You don't because you're an actual real nice human being? God damn it. <laughs> just kidding. Um, let's not go that far. Um, right. <laughs> well, I mean, the general rule is that if you mention a single film, like five episodes in a row, mm-hmm. it becomes that film's podcast. So watch San Andreas last night. Um, <laughs> yes! <laughs> did you smell what The Rock was cooking? God I did smell it. what The Rock was cooking. I love it. That fucking movie. Did you enjoy it? Oh, here's the thing about that. It's... The- <laughs> That's funny because everyone starts that, it with that. That means he agrees with me. No, he doesn't. It is the greatest unintentional comedy of the year. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just like the whole part, like when like the first segment when the, she's like falling off the cliff. Yeah. I just like, just like how it opened. It was like, it was like first she's like driving. Then she's like, oh, a car's coming. Better go in the back seat and grab my water bottle. I was like, okay. So she's going to get hit by the car. Mm-hmm. Nope. Car avoids her. Then she's like, oh, someone's texting me. Better check the text. Another car comes. She avoids that. Then just a rock hits her. And like, so it's just like saying, texting, driving, fine. Get yeah. the back seat, fine. But don't you dare drive in the mountains. And so, <laughs> and so like, it's like, it was just like, and like, I, like you liked it a lot. And like, I know like you said it was just like, eh. I, I said it was like the greatest film of its genre. That's true. But its I, genre is garbage. That's very true. What about the part where the rock rips the door off that's okay. the best part that's yeah. the- yes there is a shot where the rock rips a door off that's it is awesome. 13 seconds long yeah, awesome. of a two hour movie or like the part like when after like thousands have died when they land in the baseball stadium mm-hmm. and the rock just turns to his xbox and like i haven't gone to second base in so long like, <laughs> yes that's true but see, I, i'm I, just I, so flippant about I, the fact that yeah, like thousands and thousands of I people sometimes are dying. people don't listen to me i said it's not that great of a movie but the rock makes it better no oh, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. no no and it's <laughs> true it's true and one thing i want to mention about this, and it's fun oh yeah yeah one thing i want to mention about that like i haven't heard like anyone talk about there's like one segment in it where like the rock and his ex-wife are like driving down a road and then like people try to flag them over and they stop and they see like there's like a big crack in the road that mm-hmm. would have died in then they go talk to people and it's like these two like el- this elderly couple yeah and the elderly couple are like bickering as if, like, because, like, Harold's eyes weren't very good, so we almost... It's like, why are you bickering right now? Like, <laughs> that is true. Like, <laughs> there's so much bigger things going on. Yeah, like, That's very true. You're, you're angry because Harold's eyes aren't great. Like, <laughs> you should have seen the big-ass crack in the ground yeah. that even the rock with his eagle vision couldn't see. <laughs> Typical wife, guys. <laughs> Damn it. About the time you almost killed us, even not even close. Uh, yeah. and, I'm married, uh, I can say stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> Oh, it's okay now. Mm-hmm. I also watched Dope, which came out last week. Oh, I, I oh was yeah. interested about that one. I don't. Did I do a good job describing it last week? I said it was about kids who get coerced into like dealing drugs. Yeah, yeah I mean, like uh, the best way to like, I think it's best to watch it without 
with knowing as little as possible. Mm. Like, and I don't say that about a lot. I feel like, feel like you should see at least a trailer beforehand. Mm-hmm. I did not see a trailer before seeing it. I absolutely loved it. It's one of my favorite films of the year. Oh, cool. It's uh, it's hilarious. I mean, for me, especially because I, like, I went to Denver School of the Arts and I live in Highlands Ranch. Mm-hmm. And Denver School of the Arts is like a predominantly like, like there's a lot of like kind of like low income kind of kids and that kind of thing. And so like, it's a lot of like wannabe gangsters. Hmm. And so like, you like... And like it takes us in like Los Angeles, and it's all these like actual like either wannabe gangsters or actual gangsters, and it's like they nail it on the head, perfect. Like how they act, how they talk, and like people who want to be that, and people who don't want to be that. It's one of the most honest teenage films I've seen in a very long time, and it's just hilarious in some parts. It's really like moving in some parts. It's a really great film. Oh, cool. And if you and I strongly recommend you go check it out. It's in my top ten of the year. So I know, far. I know, it blew away people at Sundance. Oh yeah, last I think year. it. Uh, it was not only for best picture. And it won Best Editing. So oh, cool. Yeah. I, also, I mean, no, if we're on Sundance, I also saw Meet Your Own the Dying Girl, which won Sundance this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Dope is better. It, they're two very similar films. Dope's about, like, teenagers dealing with, like, their personal issues, and Meet Your Own the Dying Girl is about teenagers dealing with their issues. And so, but if you, if I, if you like, have both of them and you're like, which one should I see, I would recommend Dope. Dope is just more fun, and it's more original as well. So, Dope is more fun. Real Nerds Podcast. <laughs> Do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else I saw. Because, I, I mean, like, I am i don't have many friends that hang out with me. So I fill that time that I would be hanging out <laughs> oh, with friends. You should come watch movies with us more often, Henry. Okay. Oh. And so, like, I watch, like, maybe, like, two or three movie- films a day. Yeah. And uh, so I've, I've seen a lot. Most of them not very memorable. So, yeah. but, like, those are two that I, I've, like, planned on, like, this nice. is what I'm going to talk about as well. Uh, one thing I also mentioned that I think is kind of fun. I saw Inside Out, the Thursday night showing before Sweet. like it came out. Yeah. I saw it with my brother who's six. Mm. And, uh, and like, what? Oh, I was just curious what a six year old thought of a this really was, deep I was movie. Talk about yeah. That. yeah. remember, like, he, thought, he said last week that, like, it's probably going to affect, like, like older people more than mm-hmm. younger people. Yeah. And I love the film. I, it's one of because I, like, uh, I was to some reviews that, like, Todd talked about how bad it was. And, like, they said, like, everything they didn't like about it. So I was, like, going in and being, like, I'll look for, like, these kinds of things to mm-hmm. see, like, if there's true. But I loved it. I couldn't find them. I still loved the film. Yeah. And, like, I cried towards the part that you started talking about when you were crying. Mm-hmm. And then when I was walking out of the theater, I was, like, we were walking back to my brother. And I was, like, hey, did you like the film? And he was, like, yeah. And I was, like, well, like, like mom wants to see it. Do you, will you go see it in theaters with her? And he goes, I'll just wait for it to come out on DVD. Like, <laughs> oh. and, like yeah, I was, like, well, who's, like, your favorite character? He goes, sadness. <laughs> like, I was like, man, like, wow, that's okay. pretty rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's that's what I was sort of afraid of was to say, I, I don't know. I, I I feel like it's so intellectual that I was afraid that it was going to get boring for kids yeah, who, yeah. who didn't understand. Like, there are a lot of heady jokes in there. Oh yeah, yeah. And if you don't understand, like, you know, the land of abstract thought, then you know yeah, yeah. you're gonna have a hard time. Like, my only, like, complaint about that I didn't like, and it's not, like, something I didn't like about, but it's something that I thought was going to happen that didn't end up happening, so if you consider what's about to, I'm about to say a spoiler because it didn't happen, skip forward, like, a minute or so, but, like, they started, like, setting up as, like, the main conflict as being, like, why are the old memories suddenly becoming different emotions? Mm-hmm. And I thought what they were going to set up was that, like, it was going to be, like, well, Riley ends up having bipolar, and they're going to mm-hmm. sell her in the, and, like, oh, you have bipolar disorder, because, like, it's a very common thing nowadays, mm-hmm. and, like, it'd be good for Disney, like, Disney, if, like, if anyone's going to do it, Disney's going to be like, hey, it's a very common thing to have mental mm-hmm. illness, so just don't worry about it, and kind of, like, be supportive of that. That's not what happened, I'm not going to say what happens in the end, but uh, that's the only thing I thought it was going to do, and I thought it was going to be, like, if that was the good thing, that would be my favorite film of the year, mm-hmm. to be, like, how far they were willing to take a kid's film. Yeah. But they don't do that, so yeah. it's, like, a four and a half star out of five, so... <laughs> 
But yeah, so, uh, you know, we got to a point where I did personally that I don't care if I cry in movies anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, before you're like, oh, I'm never going to cry in movies. But yeah, now, yeah. dude, I cried three times in Amazing Spider-Man too. Uh-huh. That's like my go-to of people that say, you cry in movies? I'm like, yeah. yeah if yeah. a movie, you love a movie so much and it touches you, it's okay yeah. to be emotional. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for movie news. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you oh, probably yeah. know what I'm talking about. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, that actor's made me cry before. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were talking about that. I was talking about the sad things that are going to happen in movie news. Well, I mean, it's gonna, it's going to be like a very, it's a very roller coaster of emotions podcast. It is. Like, it is. It is. So, <sighs> what you watch this week? That's it. Uh, oh, I guess if we want to talk about TV too, I saw the three yeah. new HBO shows. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, that being season two of True Detective, the premiere, uh, which I know like you didn't finish, so I'm not going to spoil anything about it. I well, I mean. We can talk about it. I yeah, I have yeah. 20 minutes left, and I don't care much for it yet. That's so true, yeah. we can absolutely... You can yeah. spoil the end of a first episode of a show okay. that I'm not even sure I'm going to finish. Yeah, yeah, So uh, Then I saw the first the pilot of Ballers, which is the new Dwayne Rock show. I'm assuming you saw that, too. I did. All right, we'll talk about that. Sweet. Um, and then I saw The Brink, which is a show that like did not get a lot of promotion, I don't uh-uh. think. It's uh, like Ballers and True Detective got a lot of promotion because it's The Rock and True Detective, which is like a huge show. Yeah. Brink was not really well mentioned. Mm-hmm. Do you have, have you, did you even hear about it? Yeah, I mean, I know Jack Black's in it. Jack Black is in it. Uh, it has uh, Tim Robbins in it. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if any of you guys watched Orange is the New Black. Uh, Having it. Uh, there's one character who like left in the second season who's in the show now. He's oh, like okay. the best character in the entire Orange is the New Black canon. Oh, cool. So, but yeah, well... Uh, uh, in general, uh, True Detective is probably season two. Uh, I'll preface this by saying I did not like season one. I understand why people did like it, but it's not my kind of thing. Did so. you not like any of season one, or did you not like the end of season one? Uh, well, here's the thing. It was I, very I thought deep. I was liking season one, yeah, and yeah. then it ended, and I went, oh, well, that wasn't very interesting, was well, it? Here's what I don't like, because I didn't watch it till it was all over. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, And because I think True Detective works as a, like week-to-week show better than a marathon show because it's mm. so slow moving and very deep and very like like you need to be paying attention and watching it very deeply i, I think it's better that, yeah. to have like a week to digest every episode yeah whereas like me i was just like i was just, like by like the seventh episode because i watched it all in one day i was like oh my god and i was just like <laughs> it was just exhausting to watch and so i was just, like i didn't like it just because of how slow moving it was and i think that's the why a lot of people did not like season two mm. is because it's a lot more fast paced and that there's a lot more there's like because like the main first season was like Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey as like these two really deep characters and complex characters. Isn't just gonna have like eight characters and they're all gonna be kind of complex. Yeah. And I think that'll be that's good for me because I just don't need to sit through another two like twelve hours of Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson shooting shit and talking about demons or whatever or yeah. cults. So I understand why people do like it. Just not my cup of tea. So that sounds better than it was in practice. Yeah, just yeah. for the record. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to watch Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey talk about demons for 12 yeah. hours, but that is not quite what I got. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think from watching the, that this first episode of season two, um, it's it's way all over the place. And, yeah, yeah. and the, my biggest problem with it um, is that I still fucking hate everybody in the show. Yeah, I mean, like, like the there's person, no one for me to like. Yeah, yeah. Like the thing about it is like I don't really like I don't like like all the characters, but I don't really hate any of the characters either. Like true, yeah. I'm. I'm most. I was pretty bored. Like I mean, the like part that I watched. Uh, I mean, like quick spoilers for the first episode. But like, there's a scene in which Colin Farrell beats that one guy up. I'm not gonna say who it is, but he beats that one guy up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was my favorite part of the entire episode because it was just like finally something's happening. Yeah. And so I mean, it still wasn't great. It wasn't like as good as like people were amping it up to be. No. But like, I thought like you know, I mean, the characters are interesting enough. They'll probably watch the next couple episodes. 
well, they're going to need to do something else to get me to watch the, the entire season. Yeah. So. Rachel McAdams' character seems very convenient. And, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I had somebody at work who came up to me and asked me, like, hey, have you seen the first episode of True Detective yet? And I was like, no, no, no. And she was like, oh, it's 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 way more angsty than the first season. Yeah. I, and after oh, I, I watched that. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is so true. And yeah. it's what I realized is the show feels like and the angsty teenager of television shows. Everything yeah. is dark and edgy. And yeah. like, I listen to my, you know, um, you know, my, my dark emo music all day long. Yeah. And then I'm going to, you know, and it, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it's a lot yeah, of evanescence yeah. in the yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm just like, ah, oh, this is not the, every time that somebody comes to me and says like, Hey, did you watch true detective? What do you think? Should I watch true detective? I always go, have you seen the first episode, the first season of Fargo? And they say no, and I go, "You should go watch Fargo." Yeah, I can agree. Like, that. it's yeah, it's just a lot more f- like because like my it's whole so thing about as like a filmmaker and as a film watcher and a film like whatever, film and TV, it's escapism. It's you watch it to have fun, right? If if you watch something and just like it's just so depressing and just like you don't enjoy doing it, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. And so like with like with the whole like True Detective versus Fargo thing, Fargo is super entertaining because it like. Whereas True Detective is very like, we're going to sit in a car and talk about things while all these horrible things are happening. In Fargo, you'll have like, oh, these horrible things are happening. Then this funny thing happens. Then this horrible thing happens. Like, well, And at least with Fargo, I take something away. Like, I yeah, like yeah. TV shows. The, the shows that I like the most, even if they are popcorny shows like Alias Two or something girls. like that, um, is that I, I, I end up taking something away. Like, they tell yeah. me a story, and I'm like, I liked these characters. I like this story of what they did. Yeah. And there's nothing about True Detective that, that gives me that. So. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably watch a few more episodes. You're probably just pissed I'm off. Sa- like, I'm the same way. you probably pissed off 75% of the audience, because yeah. I'm sure they all love it. Yeah. But um, well, that's great. Fuck them. So. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was my opinion. That's our long opinion on yeah. True Detective. What about Ballers? Ballers, it's uh, ballers. good. It's Just keep in mind, it's like the exact same thing as Entourage, but with sports. Yeah, but it... It's kind of like it's more jaded, yeah, more kind of real. With, but and like, with The Rock. Yeah, well, with The Rock, too. That's the thing. It seems like it's a perfect vehicle for The Rock. Oh, yeah. Because in it, he plays uh, a football player who gets injured and he can't play anymore. Yeah, yeah, he becomes, like, this high-rolling guy. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, like... And uh, he spends money. Yeah. And it, but it's like a dramedy, really. It's, yeah, yeah. There's just drama and comedy, and it, I thought it was pretty fun. I, I mean, thought it was fun, too. I mean, it's like, the only thing is that, like, I'm not super into sports. Whereas yeah. like with Entourage, I loved it because I'm super into entertainment. So like mm-hmm. all like the jokes they made, I got. Or I'm sure I missed like 50% of the stuff. See, I'm into sports, so yeah. maybe that's why I enjoyed it a little yeah, more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems it's a good vehicle for The Rock. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, to start television, this is a good way to start. Mm-hmm. Like I have a theory about The Rock and his like acting career. Mm-hmm. If you notice, he did all children's films as his first couple films. Mm-hmm. I think he did that so that way like he knew he wasn't a great actor. So he just did all these children's films where the acting didn't matter. So that way he could kind of fine tune his chops so that way he can do some good stuff. Because the thing with The Rock is he's already charismatic. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're right. He, I mean, his first movie is obviously The Scorpion King where he really doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. But then he does stuff like The Tooth Fairy and and The uh, Game Plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And things like that. And yeah, you're right because he's working on his timing and he's working on how to be a presence on screen. Yeah, and if you can do that, by all means do that. And now, you know, you do stuff like The Rundown. Yeah, and it's like, and he's like, like he's my, one of my favorite actors now. Me too. Like, I love him. And so, I mean, like, and like, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch more of Ballers just because yeah. it's like, it's just like entertaining. It's, yeah. It's, it's like, it's very much like you put it on to like play in the background while you do something else and just kind of like fun to have. Yeah. Cool. And then The Brink is probably my favorite show of the three. Oh, wow. Uh, I think I strongly recommend it. It's, uh, it's basically Jack Black plays kind of like a loser kind of guy who works in, uh, I can't remember what it's, I think it's, it's like some kind of Middle Eastern country and like he works in like the, the U.S. Embassy. And it's during this, this, uh, big, like, uh, 
uprising and i think and how like they all hate the u.s so it's about like he's there and so he's dealing with that meanwhile tim robbins is like i think he's like the secretary of defense and like he's dealing with like with the president being like how are we going to stop them all from doing this kind of thing and then like it's the first episode's very much a setup kind of episode and so you have like those two characters and you have uh pablo schreiber who's uh lee schreiber's brother he's in it he's the orange and the black guy he plays a fighter fighter pilot who's also a drug dealer and so it just like it's very much a setup kind of episode mm-hmm. at first but like i watched it twice and i feel like if you pay attention to it it's a very dark comedy you watch it and i feel like you'll be like it's 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 okay mm-hmm. it's very it's fun and like i'm that's one i'm most looking forward to seeing the more episodes of because i'm interested in seeing where it goes mm-hmm. and so the characters are all great and so that's why i love it so very cool but i mean like overall this f- season of like the three shows that hbo is doing is far weaker than the last one they just ended, like of Game of Thrones, Silicon Valley, and Veep. Like those those three shows were all amazing, and none of these shows are on par with that. Mm. So cool. So, yeah, very cool. There goes thirty minutes. It's all right. <laughs> That's why we're here. Brad, would you? Wa- He's not even paying attention. <laughs> Do you want to go next? Sure. Brad, would you watch? Um, I saw Jurassic World again. Nice in three D this time. Is it good in three D? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good in three D. Uh, oh, IMAX 3D, sorry. Did it enhance Ooh. your uh, experience with it? A little bit. Um, oddly enough, I still managed to get a distracting really? bunch of fucking people behind yeah, me. That sucks when you spent $18 <laughs> for a movie ticket. Yeah. Um, the lady was kicking my seat, and I totally like leaned back and slammed my chair against her feet, and then she just kicked my seat even harder after that. So. Really? Like, actually, like, legit kicked it? Yeah. Wow, okay. That, that's what you get like when you <laughs> yeah. go to a regular theater. Wow. Like... She was a total cunt. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But other than that, eventually I just got up and moved the one right next to me. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was uh, again the story was what I said last time. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the three D was pretty good. Like I was mm-hmm. kind of immersed in yeah. uh, the dinosaur attacks and stuff. So, um, felt like I was flying over it as they were doing their. Uh, it's interesting when I saw Jurassic World. Uh, I saw it like the Friday opened, mm-hmm. and I wasn't like super excited. First time, I wasn't really like a, I'm not a big Jurassic Park kind of fan, so I was like, "No, six, it's in Jurassic Park, and I like the first one, so I'll go see it." And so I saw it went to like a ten ten thirty at night showing, and like it was still packed because it was the opening night of Jurassic World. But I was like sitting next to this like two different birthday parties, both of which were like for like six year olds. And, like, that's a film that's kind of dark for six-year-olds. Like, there's and some at pretty... 10.30 at night. Yeah, like, <laughs> but, like, what happened was, like, because, like, the first half, like, first 30 minutes or so, like, we, like you guys talked about, it's very tame. It's just, like, dinosaurs, fun, yay. And then when the horror starts, it was, like, it was, like, one by one, every five minutes, one of them would leave the theater, like, either in tears or just, like, rushing out because they were too wow. scared. Like, so that was a fun experience to sit that's awesome. in between those. Like That's funny. I don't think that movie's that, like, as scary as the first one, so... Well, yeah, but I mean, like, the first, but it's just because, like, I think it's just parents that dragged them to it, oh. so. Mm. It was like, yeah. it's your birthday, we're gonna go see Jurassic World. We're it's not waiting. to your butts. It's we're your not waiting for get scarred. Us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, and then I also watched Oscar. <laughs> the Sylvester Stallone movie? Yeah. Oh. Anyone else seen it? I have nope. not, no. So, Oscar is, uh, I think it's based on a play, mm-hmm. but it feels very much like Clue. Like I'm watching Clue, like the production value and uh-huh. the, like the tone of the movie. Huh. Um, except, yeah, Sylvester Is Stallone. Is it awesome, like no. Clue? <laughs> Do you think it's good? It's It kind of has a certain charm to it. Um, <laughs> like the jokes are really corny. Okay. Um, but like even Tim Curry's in it. Oh, um, 
yeah, he uh, he plays this uh, linguist professor. Uh, but basically, the premise is um, uh, Sylvester Stallone's character. Uh, what was it? Uh, what's his name? In years, Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> no, no, Oscar is the name of this character who you don't see until the very end of the movie because. Uh, let's name the movie after him then. Huh? <laughs> let's name the movie after him then. <laughs> well, uh, something about Guffman. Uh, what's oh, God. oh provolone? It's uh, okay. something provolone. That's so, a, a, a cheddar. Really yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's, Italian name. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's meant to be cheesy like that. Slice um, of uh, cheesy. Yeah. No. Provolone. no. I'm more. <laughs> anyway, so he's like this uh, mobster. His dad dies. Kirk Douglas plays his dad. Like early on, uh, it's it's the movie's full of cameos by a lot of famous people from like uh, the late eighties, yeah, uh, stars and stuff. But his dad dies, and his dad's like, you know, I want you to stop being a mobster. Um, if you do that, like, I can die in peace. And so Sylvester Stallone swears that he will. And so like two months later, he's finally like on his way out of the. Uh, the mob scene, but um, the uh, local police don't believe him. They think he's up to something, uh, so they're constantly like surveilling him. And then his daughter um, wants to get out of the house, like she wants to leave the family. And to do that, she uh, like she wants she wants to be with Oscar, but since he's just like this um, lowly uh, chauffeur, like his parents or her parents aren't cool with that. So uh, she makes up this story that she's pregnant. Uh, with Oscar's baby, um, but since Oscar's like AWOL, um, for some reason they have to have her marry someone else. So like, it all takes place like in one house, like Clue, and they're all running from room to room, like trying to solve these things. Like, there's also this mix-up where, um, like someone who worked or the accountant for Sylvester Stallone, um. You think he wants to marry his daughter, but he's actually talking about another woman he met. And, like, he also ripped off, like, $50,000 from him. And then, uh, you know, Sylvester Stallone has to, like, do some deal where they get it back. And then later on you find out he stole, like, another $50,000. And uh, meanwhile, like, all these people are coming to the door. Like, all these new characters are coming to the door and, like, getting involved in the in the mystery. And everyone's trying to figure out, like, who Oscar is. And all all these identities are getting mixed up. And so, Yeah. Um, weird yeah it's kind of it sounds like a film that's like the director wanted to make a complex film so he just thought like we'll have like 15 plot lines going at once yeah. and that's what's going to make it complex so <laughs> well I think it's based on a play so there's adapting oh, really? oh. and it's John Landis actually is oh, really? the director yeah wow the murderer <laughs> yep uh, yep that's the one um, and then like Twilight Zone joke anybody is it okay to do that yet <laughs> uh, yeah I mean yeah Shouldn't have had those kids on set. Anyway, um, yeah, Marissa Tomei is the uh, daughter. Um, yeah, Tim Curry's in it. Don Amici's like this priest in it. Um, who else? And you can tell how old the movie is because Marissa Tomei was somebody was like the, the little girl in the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, Chaz Palminteri is like uh, his right hand man, but he's also like an idiot. Like at one point, he like the bag that's supposed to have. Like, there's this bag of cash, and it constantly gets mixed up with, like, a bag of jewels and, like, a bag of lingerie. It's, like, changing hands on accident. And, Hilarious. Like, going out. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. like you. So, anyway. Uh, so, should I see it? I think it's worth checking out. Okay. Like, cool. 
Like I said, well, how did you feel about Netflix like or watching, No, I own the DVD. Oh, okay. I've been mean, like looking on my shelf at like these old DVD because I spend most of my time watching Blu-rays. Right. And I was just like, I should you know watch something that I haven't popped in for like ten years. Gotcha. So cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. That's it for me. That's all you watched? Yeah. I mean, I've been watching reruns of The Office, but Sweet. we talk about that plenty. Oh, my God. Parkour. Four years. <laughs> me? Yeah. All right. I'm looking cool. at you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we already talked about True Detective. Uh, I started watching um, Stars uh, Black Sails this week, which is a show produced by uh, Michael, Michael Bay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's a pirate show. Um, so it's like eight episodes. I was at the Best Buy and they had the first season for cheap and I was like, yeah. I like this cover. So, <laughs> and I like, I like pirates. The cover is cool because it's like a, it's a guy with his arms crossed in front of him and it's like, it's just arted up so that it kind of looks like a skull and crossbones, but it's also a dude, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, so I was like, okay, it's like a pirate show and I like pirate stuff. So like, whatever. Um, and it's pretty good. Um, it's, it's basically like Deadwood, but with pirates. Um, so it takes place in that in that piratey world, but they they talk and like the the tone of the show is very much like Deadwood. So they you know they don't say cocksucker quite as much, but they say oh. they, they they swear using modern slang quite a bit. Um, and they'll even like they'll reference certain things every now and then where I'm like I want to know if that was a thing then like uh, you know like did they have that word back then anyway? Yeah. Um, but that's not the part that matters. The uh, it it takes place in uh in Nassau and the main characters are on um a ship captained by uh Captain Flint um who what we learn in the first episode or so is that he is aware of a Spanish galleon that is full of like you know i i think they at one point say that it's like 5 million dollars in gold which of course to them is like 5 billion dollars yeah. in gold um and uh, and it's floating out there and they, they, he had figured out this ship that had a schedule of where that boat was going to be. And so the show starts with them attacking that ship. Um, and when, while they're attacking the ship, we meet, uh, John Silver and John Silver sort of survives the attack and ends up on this ship with, with, on Captain Flint's ship. Um, and it turns out he had actually, he knew what was going on and he had stole it, stolen that paper. And so there begins this sort of, intrigue of like okay because when flint gets onto the ship he finds the book that he expects this this schedule to be in and it's not there and it begins this whole intrigue of like who has this information um the fact that they've been basically hunting information rather than hunting ships that have actual treasure on them of course starts sort of a mutiny on Flint's ship and this is all in sort of the first episode um and it starts setting up this idea that flint Flint is more intelligent than most of the other pirates. He's clearly like an educated guy. His his girlfriend back in in Nassau, he likes to go and just spend time with her, like reading poetry in the field. Like he's a smart guy. And what he understands is that their way of life is going to start coming to an end and that as more and more British colonists and British military come over, like it's going to be much harder for them to live this free life that they live. So he really wants to find this ship so that he and all of his guys can can get enough money to basically make Nassau into its own country, get enough guns that when that happens they can defend themselves and continue to live this lifestyle. Um and it's just a it's a really cool idea for a show. The production values are really good. Um I mean it's it's only eight episodes long, but it's it's a neat little story. 
Um, you know, there's there's things about it that I Is don't. There nudity? Oh yeah, oh, there's, oh, there's, yeah. there's like oh, yeah. one who's like black and like it's like full frontal all the time. Love it. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll uh, watch it. <laughs> That's the only thing I know about the show. It shows up online all the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like here's the gif of her pol- like holding the sheets up this week. It's like it's Sweet. every single week it comes up. Like nice. it's it's true. There's a lot of nudity in the show. Yes. Um, I yeah, love me some and, stars. Uh, they love nudity on that network. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I definitely would would recommend it. I mean, it's it's pretty short. If you have a chance to check it out, I think it's pretty cool. Um, so I would definitely be looking for a second season. Uh, and it's pirates. Like it's hard. It's hard to not make pirates fun. To be completely honest, like I was, you know, I was pretty sure I was going to be okay with it. I don't know they did it on on Stranger Tides. Yeah, I was going to say, is there like a wacky uh, pirate that has fun and holds a jar of dirt? Because if no. not, I don't care. So <laughs> no, there there is no there is no Jack Sparrow equivalent. No. Oh, well, I guess what's the point. Then? <laughs> We're out. Yeah, um, we already saw the gifts. The oh no, girl. wait, there's naked chicks. I'm in. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The, the naked the chicks in. make up for it. I'm balls deep. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> damn it. Um, I'm, I'm gonna sorry, save Carol. I'm gonna <laughs> always have to apologize to my mom. Um, <laughs> I apologize to my parents too if they're listening to us. <laughs> as a as a primer for the big conversation that's coming, uh, I went and saw Jurassic Park at Red Rocks this week. Um, that one of the like mm-hmm. nighttime showings, right? Um, which okay, so yeah, Jurassic Park, dude, that movie is fucking awesome. That script is so tight. Like when you really get to sit down and watch that movie, like it just, I feel like it gets better every time that I really like give it a give Do you it feel time like, of day. I feel like it goes faster every time I watch it. Well, this time it didn't because I was really tired because it wasn't over until like eleven thirty. So by the time I was getting near the end, I was like, oh, I'm so tired because it was after a day of work, right? So, uh, I was pretty worn out. But yes, I do agree with you that like, especially the because I love the first half so much. Mm-hmm. I love all the part where there's no dinosaurs. That part's over so way too fast I now. Because yeah. like, actually, it's funny. I was flipping through channels at work the other day, and it was on. I just left it on. Yeah. And the part where uh, Tim is following Doctor Grant through like the cars and stuff, oh, and so good. what car are you gonna be in? <laughs> Whichever one you are. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love it. It was really cool. Like, so the the good things about seeing a movie at Red Rocks were things like the scene when um when Jeff Goldblum gives his speech about you know what you call discovery, I call the rape of the natural world. When that scene starts. The whole audience started to cheer because they, which to me is so insane and and is such a um, a token of how great David Kep's script is yeah. that like a scene Only that everybody knows. Right? <laughs> that's not true. Um, the gotcha, like a, a scene that is just people talking. Everyone was so excited for like that is a really cool moment. Yeah. The problem is is that I'm pretty sure I would rather have like all of the skin peeled off my back than ever go see a movie at Red Rocks ever again because the seats are uncomfortable no it's not that it's because you were surrounded by fucking drunk assholes the whole fucking time yeah who like I'm fine I love going to the Esquire to a midnight screening I've said before that my the favorite the most fun I've ever had seeing Pulp Fiction was at the Esquire at midnight Mm -hmm. you have an audience full of people who appreciate that movie they know it like the back of their hand and yeah they're gonna comment every now and then and they're gonna like you know, make a joke or whatever. And that's fine because at least they're interacting with the movie. Dude, there was a girl who, like, was just far enough away from me that I couldn't say anything who would just go, uh-uh-uh, like from, uh-uh, you didn't say the magic oh, okay. word. Uh-huh. At the wrong time. At one point, she screamed out, where's the goat? <laughs> it was not the part where the goat disappears. <laughs> she just remembered that at some point in this movie, there is a goat. Like, shit like that where I'm like, oh, my God. Where they would... They would quote the the movie like you'd hear them say mm-hmm. the quote of the movie, and they would they would get it wrong 
just in that just in that way were just wrong enough that you were yeah. like you think you're smart and know this movie really well but you clearly fucking don't i do love the opening scene with nedry too oh yeah <laughs> yeah man it anyway movie's really good people should see jurassic park except uh, not at red rocks except not at red rocks um so i also this week went and saw jurassic world um because of course like between the two of you i was like i Hey, I needed to see it because I like Jurassic Park a lot, um, and I like The Lost World a lot, mm-hmm. and I was never much of a fan of Jurassic Park three. Um, so I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta figure out, you know, like where, where am I gonna land between mm-hmm. Brad and Ryan, right? Um, so drum roll, right in the fucking middle. He's gonna be such a pussy. Uh, no, actually, I like it less than either of you. Wow. I, I really don't like. I I was okay with it. I think when I walked out of the theater, mm. and then the more I think about that movie, the less I like it. Why? Um, and the the I I want to get off like my chest. Fun? No, I want to get off my chest first. Uh the the thing that pissed me off the most is that this score is embarrassing. Ted two uses the score to Jurassic Park better <laughs> than Jurassic World does, and it, and I, when Michael Giacchino's name came up at the end of at the beginning of those trailers. I was so fucking pissed at him. I was like, "What is this shit?" Like, remember that part where they're walking in the hotel room and it has like the huge part of the score? Yeah, yeah. Just yes. before he opens the doors, I'm like, "Is an odd place for this swell?" Yeah, like it's no, just like, it's, it's like so misused thing we've always seen. And they're and walking into the, a room. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll give him some of it's not his fault because he he has these moments when he knows, okay, here's the helicopter shot recreated going to the island, right? So he's like, this is where I have to use that, I have to use that piece of music. But the shot's not long enough, so I can't actually fit it in. So it's just like shoved in there, all half-assed like, and then he moves away and it's just jarring. Um, and I, I was, I went into the movie like not, not super looking forward to it, just being like, you know what, I want to see a fun dinosaur movie. Yeah, Jurassic World, you gotta see it. Like. Yeah, and I, I think the movie's just really a mess. Like, yeah. I hate those kids. I oh, think, I do. Too. The, the kids are the worst part of the entire film. I think their subplot is completely botched. Like, I think yeah, that yeah. I think the idea of their subplot, the idea of, I mean, I would agree with the the story that you wrote uh, of like, look, they're they're kind of telling the same story we've seen again, but the difference here is that the idea of here's two kids that actually like their mom even says, I don't want them left alone together because the older brother's gonna pick on the young one to death. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't be left alone. And then we don't see that. Yeah. And then when we do, like, it's so inconsistent. So yeah, sometimes yeah. he's mean and sometimes he's not. And yeah. then, like, there's this train scene where the young one breaks out crying and is like, my that parents are getting divorced. That was the worst scene of the entire film. That plot goes nowhere. I know. Yeah, it yeah, means yeah. nothing. And it, it's just frustrating. Yeah. And so I end up not caring well, you know about why the kids are them. at Jurassic World, though, right? Yeah, because they, like they like dinosaurs. Okay. No. no, the parents sent them there so they could get a divorce while they're not around. Am I the only one who knows that? God! Uh, you guys even watch the same you know fucking what, movie. You know that, what but... doesn't matter? That fucking detail. Like, those characters are not in the movie. So why should I care? Like, I'm supposed to care yeah, about David those Wallace. two kids. Like, those are the kids I'm supposed to care about. Yeah, and I'm supposed don't. to care about Chris Pratt. Yeah, and, and, and Chris Pratt is fine. Like, Chris Pratt is yeah. just fine. The other thing here I is... I picking on these guys when they don't like movies. Whoever decided, like, I understand Stan Winston is dead. It's one of the biggest tragedies in Hollywood in the yeah, last yeah. 20 years, unfortunately. 
whoever decided that they shouldn't use animatronic dinosaurs pretty much at all should be fucking fired because the fact that they use CG t- uh like velociraptors when the velociraptors heads are locked in a cage is a fucking idiot none of it looks real watching Jurassic Park a movie that is 22 years old this week like this year that whole movie looks more real than everything i saw in Jurassic World none of it feels grounded at all and I like movies with CG. It's not a jaded thing no, at all. Yeah. I, no, I no, 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 wait, 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 because you guys always say this stuff. But you should go back and really watch. I, okay, here's I fucking a, did. Wait, 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 there wait, are wait, shots wait, wait, in that wait, movie wait. that uh, don't hold me, up. Let me hear your fucking part. Let me tell me mine. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are like, ooh, they're animatronic. Do you remember with the animatronic T-Rex in Jurassic Park? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the two legs that stand and don't move. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, but you know, you don't they're really there. notice. You feel and yeah, you notice. Do you remember? You know what I noticed too in Lost World is when they hide the T Rexes behind trees because you don't want to see the whole body. I remember stuff like that. Yeah, I do too. Do you remember how amazing the sequence is with the with the Triceratops when they go up to it and touch it and it breathes and it moves and it feels mm-hmm. so real? Yeah, that everything those characters yeah. are, like those characters are reacting to a real animal and they're reacting the way they would if they really had a dinosaur in front of them. Yeah. And nothing rings true in Jurassic World for me. None of it does. How long was that a dinosaur's death scene? The oh uh yeah, that. like hung on to that so long, <laughs> yeah. long enough that you could pick apart you know CGI and yeah. animatronic yeah. part uh, yeah, and, and okay uh, the other thing is I think I don't know that Bryce Dallas Howard was bad, but I don't know that she really had she she doesn't build a character that I I'm terribly interested in well like here's my um, problem with it, is that like in the beginning you have like the three storylines you have the kid's storyline chris pratt's storyline her storyline yeah and the only one i really cared about was chris pratt's storyline yeah because like and his... Howard, she, she gets good but like in the beginning she kind of like has this very kind of emotion like emotionless kind of character in a way she's like i'm very business oriented i just want to make sure that everyone's like having a good time and like we're making money that's all she kind of, kind of cares about yeah the, the kid's storyline is bullshit like potentially like, awesome but poorly oh executed. yeah like my problem with it is that like in the very beginning of the film like especially like the teenage kid like you have him like leaving his girlfriend she's like i love you and like text me every day i'm just like i will text you every day i love you and then he leaves and then he proceeds to i fuck every single girl that looks at him at the park which is just a fucking awkward thing yeah i just like okay listen like, <laughs> he's a teenage kid well yeah no, but like but- it's like <laughs> the fact that like he's like dating someone and so? then, like, you see that he's dating someone, and then he's, like, purposefully cheating on them. I'm like, okay, so this... It's not even that, though. It's like the My wife told me Chris Hemsworth is a Adonis. You guys just gotta accept things in life. <laughs> <laughs> the, there's, there's one other piece to this that really rubs me the wrong way. And this is... I want to be upfront. Oh, this is totally... Mad Max, too. No, no, this is... No, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything about Mad Max. This is totally me being a fucking nerd mm-hmm. and... and and oh, if you say dinosaur feathers, not too. even nitpicking anything, or no, no, no. In fact, I'm going to go the opposite way. There should be less the feathers. best written sequence and the smartest sequence in this movie um, is the scene where B.D. Wong gives a speech explaining that they've never been fucking dinosaurs. They've always like he explains away the whole argument for anybody who comes to this movie and is like, "This is stupid. Like, why is the main bad guy like not a real dinosaur?" They've never been dinosaurs. They've always been genetically genetic freaks and science like stuff. Like, they've never really been dinosaurs. His speech there is so good. I hate two things. Oh, and first let me say that the fucking... You've already named, like, four things you hate. Well, I but I mean, okay, things, so that they, <laughs> things that they do to the canon. I hate that the guy who runs Jurassic Park 
basically rewrites everything that John Hammond says at the end of of the Lost World to say, oh no no, John Hammond decided that he wanted me to run this park. That's fucking the opposite of what he says at the end of the Lost World, which is a beautiful little speech he gives. And two, they make fucking Henry Wu into a bad guy, and I hate that. I rewatching Jurassic Park. I love that character so much. He's he's innocent. He's the embodiment of everything that that in Jurassic Park for like five minutes. I, I, but he's the embodiment of all of the like innocence that 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 um, That's good. that Jeff Goldblum is talking about in that speech that I referenced earlier, right? Yeah, but it's also Where he's the talking only about part like you see him, so maybe he's behind the scenes not being innocent. Uh, yeah, I don't want him to. Well, that's that what I'm that, saying. That this is matter. me being nitpicky and and uh-huh. geeky. I like that character. You fucked with that character because you thought it would be fun, and I don't like that. And uh, you know, no, I just I I don't like it. It rubs me the wrong way. Um, remember when I told you that. The uh, I don't, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Vincent Nafrier's character. Um, I I surmised that he turned off the thermal detector so that the Indominus would get out, and the mm-hmm. scratches were just a diversion. Oh, yeah. I like that way better than the actual story. I didn't realize. I didn't because I was distracted the first time mm-hmm. I saw it. Uh-huh. Doctor Wu. Um, he gets in the helicopter and he says, "Like, am I going to be taken care of?" And so I finally realized the whole time they were working together. Yeah. To get dinosaur to break out so that he could use the velociraptors on the dinosaur and like build his that's such a convoluted fucking story though but i didn't i like when you told me it was like oh yeah the indominus just got on its own it's like no it was totally d'onofrio no but that's not what happens because because what actually the reason it gets out is because some dumb guard opens a door but like he sabotaged hoping that I don't know. Th- I don't know that that's they what let it the, out. I, I think that the movie that I saw says that that thing has like some well, what kind of. What did he of, pay Dr. Wu to do then? I, I don't know. Just make, make dinosaurs. Quick hand job. But the owner <laughs> of the park <laughs> no, yeah, like, yeah, paid no. him to make dinosaurs. I, dude, I don't fucking know. What the was Dr. Wu going to get I, out of working with him? That's why I, I think. I think the movie is a mess. He helped him turn off the thermal thing. That could be. Yeah. It doesn't make it more interesting. No, I'm just saying. Um, I think. I it's think, a theory that doesn't come across very well. Yeah. Uh, so this I'm going to say the thing that Ryan's really going to hate, which is that I think it's a tragedy to me that this movie ends with like two giant dinosaurs and a bunch of raptors fighting each other and I don't feel any of it. Uh three giant dinosaurs. You're already forgetting the pool uh, one. Oh dinosaurs. yeah, and the pool one. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So three giant dinosaurs and some velociraptors are all fighting each other and t- it it kind of feels like the end of Incredible Hulk, where you just have like these big things smashing against each other. Like it just—is that a problem? It's no, yeah. I mean, be, smashing because, things, that's fun. Because like, it doesn't—it doesn't swell in me the way that like the just that one shot of the T Rex at the end of Jurassic Park does. And again, it is entirely unfair to compare any movie to Jurassic Park, yeah, yeah, yeah. except for one that is a sequel to Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. Like, for me. The, it just doesn't feel real at all. And I, I don't know entirely that that's the CG and not just the staging. I don't know that Colin Trevorrow is a good choice for making a big action movie when he had only made one small, a, like one small comedy, like one like right? special effects scene. Um, because I do think, I think that like the pacing, I think the, the, the way that that movie is set up, they, they release that dinosaur way too early. If you compare it to, to something like a like the original Jurassic Park, where they spend most of the time setting things up and talking about those scenes that last week I talked about loving so much, um, about like how wonderful dinosaurs are. 
I should have had 20 minutes with just those kids going around and seeing dinosaurs and being amazed by them. And I get like some little shots and nothing that really impresses me. Nothing that reminds me that I love dinosaurs. Um, and that's too bad. Well, I mean, so, like, that's also not what they're trying to make either, which is a shame. Because, okay. like, Jurassic Park, that was supposed to be, like, it's supposed to be, like, a thriller, like, a horror film. Like, like you know, and also, like, some, like, the deep messages to it, and, like, some deep themes to it. They don't want to do that because that would take too much effort. They just want to make a monster film that's going to make a lot of money, which it totally did. Yeah. And, like, that, they achieved what they wanted to do. And it's a shame that they don't want to make anything better. But it's the fact that we live in a world where, like, like Hollywood is eight is ninety percent business, ten percent art now, yeah, and so I, I I think the shame is that in the same way that they don't want to like expend any effort in telling a better story, I don't want to spend any effort in trying to love this thing. All right, like that's the problem. All right, and I guess that's um, fair. So anyway, I I was very disappointed and <laughs> basically was yelling in my car the way whole way home from the theater because mm-hmm. just because things would come to me and I'd be like, why the fuck did you do that? Yeah, and like I just didn't I didn't get it. And it's too bad because I I didn't feel that way when the movie started. Um, so anyway, that that's how I feel about Jurassic World. Sorry, Ryan. What have you been watching? <laughs> I apologize for how you feel. Movies are subjective art, James. You can like them or not like them. It doesn't. No, matter. I was apologizing because Jurassic World is is a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. <laughs> it's not the worst. But it's I, well made, just not well intentioned. It's not the worst, but I told my parents to wait for the Blu-ray. Okay, um, Jupiter Ascending's a bad movie. Jupiter oh yeah, Jupiter's fucking, so, fucking shit. Jurassic <laughs> World is not a bad movie. Did, did, did you like my movie more than Jurassic World? I liked. I actually liked the first half of your movie more than the first <laughs> half of Jurassic World. I really did. Like, like some of the ideas there, as far as like people breaking in and like that kind of stuff. At least, like, it's like you said the in your social article. Class struggle. Yeah. It's like you said in your article. At least it was not the same plot. It wasn't just, hey, here, we're in the park. And I was fine with that part of it because the other two movies are different. You know, this was them revisiting that original idea um, and putting a twist on it. It's it's just that the the main problem is that they spend a lot of time in Jurassic Park setting up characters that I like. And they don't, it's not because they spend a whole lot of time on it. It's details. It's little tweaks. It's, you know, it's a scene on a helicopter where they have some witty dialogue with each other. That's all I need, and I need it to feel real, um, and that's what I don't. So, get. so James doesn't like the movie because they didn't make it for him, is what he's saying. Yep. Yeah. I don't have to apologize for that. In space. I think, like, uh, yeah, you don't I mean, have to. I told you, movies are subjective. Are you can like it or not? I want a movie with characters that I like. You could be wrong about it, but you know, you don't. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not. You wrong. are. I'm not wrong. You are. What'd you watch this weekend? Um, I watched a few things. Uh, I watched. Have you guys? Have you guys seen Whiteout? Oh yeah, oh, I might have. Yeah, the Kate Beckinsale movie. Yeah, it's the one where she like gets caught in the snow and there's like a cable. She, she's a, US, a murderer. Yeah, she's a U.S. marshal in Antarctica and there's a murder, and she investigates it. It's an awesome idea for a movie. It's uh, it's a really cool graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Um, the graphic novel is wonderful. The movie is okay. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think it actually suffers from not good directing, unlike Jurassic World, um, <laughs> where. My biggest problem when you make, because uh, in essence, this is like a crime drama slasher movie. And one of my biggest pet peeves is when people constantly use slow motion oh, yeah. when they oh, show yeah. killers and stuff. And the, the director uses it a lot in it. Yeah. Um, it, that doesn't build tension for me. Yeah. I mean, there's some great scenes. There's a great scene where Kate Beckinsale is trying to escape from the killer and she's in Antarctica and the wind is blowing and it's a blizzard. You can't see the killer. Yeah. And she's connected to like rope because that's how they get from station to station because they can't see and the 
killer's on her and she doesn't have her gloves on so she gets like frostbite and rips her like skin off her hand and like that stuff's awesome yeah and then the rest of it is ho-hum yeah little better than csi um it's got kate beckinsale in it yeah and she's nude at the beginning kind of i I don't understand the scene at the beginning she literally walks in and takes a shower oh yeah no it's it's simply a hey we need kate beckinsale to take clothes off yeah but they do that too where the steam is just covering like all the naughty bits so it's really Mm -hmm. obnoxious it's so you can put it in the trailer and get people to come see the movie so the director can see her naked but no one else can. yeah exactly Mm -hmm. with she probably has pasties on it's just like it's just a cock tease um but uh so it's, it's a comic book movie uh it's not the worst one it's just no it's so close to being good but it's just an average movie yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's, again i think it suffers from a director who doesn't know how to build tension except in a couple scenes yeah um, it's such a cool idea that it's one of those that if you if they had really taken it from that point of view of being like a mystery mm-hmm. of like really making it a mystery film it it would be like it would be one of the best mystery movies. Yeah. Like, it's such a cool idea. It is. And there's great um, scenes with Kate Beckinsale and Tom uh, Skerritt, like, just talking. Mm. And she's, you know, there's just great moments there. And it's just it, kind of lost. It could have been, like, the thing only without a thing. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, I, I do like the special features because Robert Downey Jr.'s wife produced the movie and she's in them and she's a really nice lady. Oh. Um, but that was loud. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's just, it's an okay movie. Uh, it's nothing special. But I mean, it, it's not a horrible movie. Mm-hmm. I got it for two ninety nine. I it looks nice on Blu ray. Cool. Uh, I also watched Sleepaway Camp three after I watched Sleepaway Camp two last week. It's not quite as good as Sleepaway Camp two, uh, but it's still if you like people bidding getting butchered and mm-hmm. an eighty slasher film, uh, it's, it serves its purpose. I don't. So you wouldn't like it um, and doesn't have our buddy Jonathan in it. So Aww. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was fun. It's a Scream Factory Collector's Edition. So, again, they produce like an hour long documentary about it. And cool. it's that part's really fascinating. Uh, I watched uh, Fifty First Dates with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Good movie. I've been watching a, like an Adam Sandler movie a week lately. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Um, and it's cute. I forgot how cute the movie is. Um, they, they have they do have really good chemistry together. Those two. Mm-hmm. And I mean. The plot's really silly, but plot's I mean, it's great. I mean, I don't know how you can go to sleep and just forget instantly. And I don't either. But there, there's some really cute moments in it where she's starting to remember who Adam Sandler is. And I really enjoyed it. It's one of those movies where the premise is really fun. And then every now and then you like realize how twisted some of the shit that happens yeah. in that movie are. And you're like, like, especially at the end when like she comes out of the boat and she's got like a four year old daughter or son or whatever. And you're like, holy shit. Like what was it like when she was pregnant? Yeah. And she'd wake up and be like, Oh, Oh God. Oh God. Where am I? Yeah. Um, and the last thing I watched was actually the most fun thing I watched this week, cool. which is flash Gordon, <gasps> which I have never seen before. Oh really? Yeah. And I, I mean, I've, I know because of the queen song about, you know, I know things of it, you know, flash Gordon. And that's the opening credits are yeah. so amazing. Because that song is going over it and it's like flipping through the comic book yeah. and it's showing you like Ming the Destroyer and all the alien races and um, it's cheesy, but it's still a really cool movie. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a Ray Harryhausen movie where it's really cheesy, but you kind of love it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just, uh, have you seen it? No, I'm, no, I've seen like episodes of the of part of it i think or of like the there was a show at some point anyway but no i haven't seen uh it. i mean there's parts where uh so it opens with 
uh, Ming the Destroyer, who's played by Christopher Plummer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, targeting Earth with earthquakes and volcano eruptions from his space station, I yeah, guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those. It's like Barbarella. It's like it's not supposed to make sense. Yeah, like, it doesn't make sense. It, so he's hitting all this stuff. And Flash Gordon is a really cool football player <laughs> for the New York Jets or Giants. Something like that, yeah. New York Jets or Giants. And so he's about to fly. Uh, I forget what he was gone going away for, but he's about to fly with a reporter and she's afraid of flying. And as they're flying, uh, Ming the destroyer makes hot hail. So it's like lava rocks falling from the sky. (laughs) And, um, so they're flying and they, they start turbulence start and flash Gordon comes up front and he says, Hey guys, we doing okay here. And the pilot said, yeah, just like turbulence. Hey flash, do you mind signing this time magazine for my son? (laughs) Sure. I'd love to. And so he goes in the back and he's about to sign it. And his, this reporter lady is really cute. And she says, Oh man, I'm so nervous. And he says, don't worry. I've, I started taking flying lessons and it's nothing to be worried about. Just <laughs> happens to be able to, f- this is important to the plot though, yeah. because he's, he mentions that he's taken flying lessons. And then before you know it, the pilots are sucked out of the windshield. <laughs> and so flash Gordon has to fly the plane. So they're sucked out the window, but flash Gordon can handle not being sucked exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> and so he crashes into this, scientist research lab where he's predicted that people from the moon would attack earth and make it or they'd blow up the moon. i don't remember something like, yeah something like that Wait, flash has predicted it no the scientist guy oh, okay. so when flash crashes like he can also predict the future <laughs> so when flash crashes into the the science lab conveniently yeah. with the guy who has a rocket that can go to the moon to stop the evil people from killing earth um so he goes in there and the one guy scientist leaves because he says the other scientist is crazy. He says, but I need someone to push the big red button in my rocket. But then Flash and the reporter lady show up. So he coerces them into the the rocket that he says the phone's in. And when he gets in there, he pulls out a gun and he says, I don't need you, Flash. You can leave. And then Flash says, OK, see you later. I'm like, whoa, he's just leaving the chick here. <laughs> but sorry, guys, he's the hero. He comes back. And he punches the guy so hard that his head hits the red button and it takes off. Convenient. (laughs) So he didn't do anything except punch the guy so hard. And anyways, so then it goes on to this moon and Timothy Dalton's in it. And they have this like huge fight on this, uh, like if you've seen Karate Kid part two or it's three when he's like in the middle of the, the arena and he's finding the guys and there's like spikes and everything on the other side and water. Yeah. yeah, that's That's two. Um, so it's like that. But it's being controlled by these barbarian guys. So they're having like spikes come up and the platform is moving up and down. And he's fighting Timothy Dalton. And yeah, so it's really fun. And my favorite scene is when he meets Ming the Destroyer for the first time. And he says, well, who are you? And he says, I'm Flash Gordon, starting quarterback, New York (laughs) Jets. And uh, and then he starts getting his ass kicked by all the guards. And then uh, some guy throws Flash like this green egg. And it's shaped like a football. Of course. And all of a sudden he goes, oh, I got this now. <laughs> and he's like, blue boy, dude, blue boy. And he's like throwing the green thing, hitting him in the head, like stiff arming him, tackling him because it's football. Yeah. So you can't stop him. The movie's ridiculous, but it's really fun. Have um, you heard that uh, Matthew Vaughn has signed on to make a remake of it? Really? Yeah. Sweet. So I love Matthew Vaughn. I don't know what because that was before they announced they're going to do Kingsman 2. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he's planning on doing now, but I just know that he's ha- he, is, he does want to make a Flash Gordon remake. So. Sweet. I, I would recommend Flash Gordon if you like cheesy 80s yeah. movies because I do. it's really cheesy but it's fun it's, yeah it's in a fun way um yeah so i'd recommend it 
Cool. And the special effects look pretty cool for 1980s movie. Like all the backgrounds kind of look like you're inside a lava lamp. And there's lizard people. <laughs> there's in Q from the 80s. Mm-mm. It's I just thought because it had like a screen factory a couple of like like I think it might have been a year ago now. Really? Yeah, it was like from the 80s, and it's it's the most ridiculous horror film I've ever seen. Hmm. It takes place in Manhattan, and there's a dragon that just flies around Manhattan. Sweet. And there's these two cops that are investigating these murders. They're like, what could it be? Like, like this guy got decapitated while cleaning windows. Probably not the dragon. I mean, the dragon's here was probably, let's be real. It's not the dragon. Like, you just sold me on this movie. Like, a dragon like, that flies around and decapitates it's people. It's an episode of CSI, but there's a dragon in the background. Sweet. Like, that makes CSI more exciting. Uh, the only part I didn't like about the uh, Flash Gordon Blu-ray is it has art by Alex Ross on it. And then, they, and then they talk about, then Alex Ross has a, interview on there where he talks about how he loves flash gordon and how great his art is it's i love flash gordon have you seen my art yeah. <laughs> look at it i like i like uh, alex ross in the early 90s when he was doing like cool stuff and now he's just blah that's why i watched this week right. flash ah, ah. he's a master of the universe <laughs> please don't sue me queen what are we doing next uh i don't care news Sure. It's real news. First news of the day: Who farted? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, what do you let let Let's start with some happy stuff, huh? Okay. Spider Man got cast this week. Yeah, it did. Tell me about Tom Holland. Uh, Tom Holland is a British actor who was amazing in The Impossible. And uh, I mentioned earlier, he made me cry in The Impossible because he's calling out for his little brother. He's like, Lucas! And then his little brother sees him and they run and hug and it's really cute. I mean, he's one of the better actors of like the six that they said were like, oh, the top yeah, six. Oh, yeah, for so. sure. So Better than fucking Nate Wolf or whatever. Yeah. Like. Uh, I, I, was, I had a lot of fun reading the article because he did so well that they brought in Robert Downey Jr. to really? screen test with him. Wow. To see that how well, <laughs> I know, see how well their chemistry is. That's cool. and it worked out so well that they immediately flew him to be on the set. Of wow, really? Civil War, yeah. dude, that's cool. So yeah, so th- but so he tested with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and then for a second screen test, they brought in Chris Evans, and then they said, "Okay, cool, you're going to Atlanta to be on uh, the set for Captain America: Civil War." Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Uh, it, it makes me really excited because I love Spider Man. Anytime, uh, anytime he's in the news, yeah. it, it makes me excited. I think it's fascinating that I just thought it was interesting. He's older than I am. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Is he really? Yeah, because I'm 18. He's two months older than I am. Oh, wow. Wow. Like, it's just like, man, we're like very different. <laughs> <laughs> like body and voice wise, we're very different people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, well, they, we, but he still looks really young. He's st- yeah. I mean, like, of, like, Besides Asa Butterfield, mm-hmm. he looks the youngest of the six. Yeah. So, and they want to do what they were going for. Yeah, they so. want to do a couple movies where he's in high school. So. Yeah. And, and I'm guessing the first movie, and they hired this really unusual director to direct it. I forget, oh, what's his name? I, I can't believe I can't remember. Spider Man movie? John Watts. John Watts. And I didn't know anything about him. And then I heard one of the reasons is, is his new movie called Cop Car is coming out, and Kevin Feige like loved it. And so oh, really? I said, oh man, I'm going to watch a trailer for it. I had no idea what yeah, it was. Yeah. It's about two kids who steal a cop car, yeah. and Kevin Bacon's a corrupt sheriff, and Ooh. he's chasing him down because he stole this cop car that has something in it. So I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. Are you not revealing what's in it, or like, do you? I don't do you think not he want to knows. Uh, uh, no, I do, but oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm playing it cool. All right, cool. Oh, but okay. like, uh, it, 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 
in the trailer, it's a little spoilery. Um, yeah, because I was like, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be a spoiler in the film, so I, don't, yeah, I didn't want to say exactly. it straight out. But, like. but check out the trailer, because um, one, Kevin Bacon is sporting like a wicked mustache in it. Oh, yeah. oh, hell yeah. And I love like evil Kevin Bacon. And so the movie looks really fascinating. But he actually came from Comedy Central directing like the Onion News, uh, Onion Sports Dome. He made uh, a short called Clown that Eli, it was like a parody and it said it was made by Eli Roth and Eli Roth really liked it. So Eli Roth produced a feature length of it that he didn't direct um, about a man who puts on a clown costume for his kid's birthday, but it, he can't take it off. When he takes it off, it like grows back on him. Um, so there's an actual horror film. I haven't seen it. And I, when I looked up on Amazon, like the DVD is like 28 bucks. Wow. So I, I kind of want to check it out. Yeah. Um, so he's a really interesting director, but they really want it to be funny. So I'm excited because I love my Spider-Man movies, but I would love to see a happy Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm I mean, like as, I really, I actually liked the Amazing Spider-Man movies more than a lot of people did. No, I've, I've I mean, I know you love them. I mean, that, yeah. Like that was like your number one film from last year, right? It was. Yeah. Like, uh. I liked him a lot more than other people liked him, mm-hmm. but I will say they had like very like depressing and they did. like slow moving tones. They did. So. so I'm hoping that this one's going to be quick. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I would love to see like a goofy villain, like the Shocker, be the villain in it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Or maybe uh, like the Legion of Losers, where it's the Shocker, the Kangaroo, and stuff, and yeah. Spidey oh. has to fight him. Um, the Kangaroo, <laughs> right? Uh, so yeah, it, I think it's really exciting news uh, yeah. that I my favorite thing I read about it was Kevin Feige was talking about it because there's a great there's a great interview with him on, and Paul Rudd on Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. and he talks about you know why Edgar Wright left and all that stuff yeah. and but he also says that we're producing it Sony's distributing it that's so, nice yeah. so to me that sounds like it, it, Sony's not doing it yeah, yeah. they're so Sony's Marvel's gonna, gonna, Sony's gonna make money yeah so he's gonna make money. Marvel's gonna make the movie because they care about Spider-Man so yeah. much. Yeah, and they should. He's, you know, they're. I mean, like it's character. a it's a win-win too. Yeah. It's not like they're gonna be like, oh, we're not making the money off Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man, he's gonna be in the other like Marvel movies, which they're yeah. gonna be making money. Exactly. Off, so. And right. part of the deal is in the interview I read, I didn't know this, is that the Marvel heroes can show up in Spider-Man. Oh, that's cool. So who knows what's gonna happen? So it's yeah. good. He's he's such a big part of the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. and it's really just going back to before Marvel was their own studios. Because remember, they is Fox, Paramount, and Sony released all the Marvel movies. So, yeah, yeah. so I'm excited. Yeah, go cool. Spidey. All right, well, we'll swing hard to the other side. Are uh, you going, you're going to do that <laughs> right away. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, James Horner died this week uh, in a plane crash. No Harrison um, Ford. No oh, man. <laughs> Um. Yeah, which is of, of course a that shame. Bad. I'm I, sorry. I spent some time. He, he he scored the Amazing Spider-Man. He did. Um, and Apollo 13, and like, dude, I even went back and listened to some Titanic because you know what, you that know, fucking score is good. He won an Oscar for it. You know what's funny is um, in trivia this week there was a whole round on James Horner scores, so you yeah. had to listen and figure out what movie was playing, right? Huh. And so I started writing down um glory and uh titanic yeah and then the next two came up and it was actually glory and titanic so the two that i had already written down were i think clear and present danger and avatar for titanic and the avatar score is almost identical to the titanic score both james cameron movies oh yeah Mm. so um the avatar score is not that great but um avatar is not that great (laughs) (laughs) i agree very fair um He's done amazing work, though, especially oh, his yeah. 80s and 90s stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, all, all of the ones, with the exception of Avatar, all the ones you just listed. He's a great are all action really good. movie uh, 
music guy. Yeah, the yeah. Clear and Present Danger one is Aliens. great. Aliens is great. Uh, I Star adore... Trek Two Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Um, I I already mentioned it, but I adore his Apollo thirteen score. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, that's, that's what it was. It wasn't a uh, Clear and Present. It was Apollo thirteen. Oh yeah. Oh, that man. I mistook for gl- Glory. Sheesh. And then quickly yeah. realized my error. He's really good. Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, on some happy news, though, we'll switch to the other side. Daredevil 2, or Season 2, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daredevil Season 2, um, they're saying is going to be uh, him fighting the Punisher. Yeah. Because now that Marvel's got the Punisher John back. John Barenthal, Jay yeah. Barenthal yeah. is the Punisher. Uh, Walking I, Dead guy. I'm cool with that. I think it's, a good, I think it's a good villain it's good to pick up. It seems like they're definitely trying to set up, like, have, like, the Marvel Netflix stuff be Marvel Knights. Yeah, oh, totally. I mean, like yeah, it's yeah. totally gameplay because, totally. like, that's like the first arc of Marvel Knights is the Marvel of is the Marvel Knights attacking the Punisher, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm glad that the Punisher is the villain because you know my biggest problem is I always hate when they make him a hero. He's really not a good guy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like him He's and Moon Knight. Yeah. Well, the, you can never make a movie of them. Exactly, and that's and that's why I think someone like Daredevil or Spider Man should be chasing down the Punisher. Yeah, to stop him from murdering people. But I think you should, they shouldn't make him just like a flat out villain either. Well, no, I no. mean he. he, he He's an anti-hero because yeah. he's always killing. He's killing people that, like, maybe not don't deserve to die, but like people that like are already doing bad things. Exactly. Yeah, like Captain America. Well, uh... well, that was a dark time in the punch. <laughs> um, you don't kill Captain America, but like it's just like it's, it shouldn't have it be just be like, oh, he's just killing everyone. Mm-hmm. It should be yeah. like they should have the audience have it feel like, okay, yeah, we should stop him, but like I kind of understand. But maybe stop him slowly. But I, yeah. <laughs> I honestly think the story they're going to tell is they're just going to replace Spider-Man with Daredevil. Yeah. In the first few times the Punisher showed up, he was in Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and he was just told that Spider-Man's a bad guy because yeah. he's operating outside the law. Just like in the first season of Daredevil, I mean, he's putting people in hospitals yep. and stuff like that. So I have a feeling that the Kingpin is going to hire him to say, hey, man, this guy's a bad guy, and he's ruining Hell's Kitchen, and I'm just yeah. trying to develop these buildings. And, yeah. Right. You know, and the well, I'm pretty sure that's the plot line of like the first arc. It's yeah. it's, it's the kingpin does hire him. And yeah, then, like then that's what ha- causes Daredevil to get the Marvel Knights together. Or yeah. and that's how they take him out. You're like, right. So it should be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I think that's cool. Uh, so we'll swing back to sad things. Oh, fun. Uh, Hannibal got canceled this week. I know, James. Uh, which honestly, I I didn't talk about it on the show last week, but. Jeez, put down the knife. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of saw this one coming because, of course, last week we mm-hmm. talked about the fact that Brian Fuller is working on American Gods now. So yeah, yeah. if he's off working on American Gods, then that means he's not working on season four of Hannibal, which yeah. means like, okay. Here's a weird thing, though, is the first two seasons are really good. And I think it's okay if the show ends at three seasons. Yeah. Because you're going to get 36, 40 episodes and it's all going to be quality TV. So. Honestly, if they'd gone on to season four, they were going to have a really big problem because they're like... Season four is what was supposed to be Silence of the Lambs. So uh-huh. you have to introduce Clarice and not have Will Darcy in the yeah. or Will Graham in the show, which is like well, 
that's not the He's show found. I want. Yeah. So it's kind of perfect. And now you can make it a crazy ending. Oh, true. Very true. Because, yeah, I like don't think... Will Graham is going to be eating Hannibal Lecter at the end. I heard they came and used Clarice because of rights issues. That's oh, really? entirely possible. Yeah. Um, but, like, the... I think... If we talked about it... I think when I read the article early on, they were going to be able to use um, Buffalo Bill. Uh, but whether or not they could use Clarice, that, that part I don't know. When you lose a lot of weight, guys, your wedding ring doesn't fit anymore. Don't tell my wife. Oh. <laughs> it fell off when I was cleaning dishes today. <gasps> oh. well, you should get it resized. <laughs> I know. Just don't lose it down the sink, Dick Van Dyke Show style. That'd be <laughs> sweet. Dude, you come and film in black and white, and we're there. <laughs> Honey, I lost my wedding ring today. Why? Uh, I was filming a video about losing my wedding ring in the sink. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> you trip over an ottoman on your way out the door. Awesome. I mean, oh, I wish, I didn't Fuller say, like, he has been contacted by Netflix and Amazon about the maybe picking it up, too? Or like, they're, like, at least talking about it? Like, Yeah, I think... Uh, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. Didn't, but I didn't I mean, read the article. I just saw the uh, the headline that's on all, yeah, one, But I, I think too, he said yeah. something like... I think he said something about, like, yeah, there are people who are interested in picking it up, but I don't think Netflix is one of them. Yeah, I think um, Netflix is too high prestige at this point. So the, the thing I said on Facebook or Twitter, wherever I said it, look, at, at the end of the day, I was amazed the show even got a second season. Yeah, I mean, the like... The fact that NBC even allowed this thing to air yeah. is a miracle, so I'm okay. It yeah. does, like, it, it seems like it... It should be on AMC. Because yeah, yeah. It, it's it seems violent. like it should be on Showtime. <laughs> like, oh, I don't think it's it, that bad, but... Well, yeah. I mean, there's no nudity. Well, that's not even really true. Every now and then, they sneak a little something in there. Um, but still, like... The show was really cool. I, I don't know that it was a show that was going to be able to withstand five yeah, yeah. seasons. Like, I, I think and it was going to wear out. Well, we're just like yeah. this, like... The, the, he said, like, in the first season, he says, I want to have eight seasons. Here's the outline of how it's all going to go. And oh, I mean, yeah. And, like, even then, pretty much everyone knew it was never going to get to an eighth season. Well, the guy's like, only ever... Every show the guy's ever made has been canceled yeah, after two like, seasons. So, like, the fact that it even got a third one was sort of a surprise. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm really happy with it. I think the show is still great. I will watch and adore all three seasons of it um, on DV- on Blu-ray. So and it'll be remembered uncool. as a good show, too. Like, it'll yeah. be remembered as one of those shows that was canceled too late too early i mean yeah yeah um but i'm i'm fine with it i hope that this season ends well yeah um some other just quick little things before we move on um seth gordon left the uncharted movie so uncharted is back in limbo again so that will probably never happen never be made yeah nobody's ever gonna make that movie which is too bad because it seems like uh it could be a good movie for me it's an ace in the hole but whatever um the hollywood's full of dumbasses um and you can also no longer take selfies at Disneyland. Yay. Yeah, they have banned uh, selfie sticks all over Disneyland parks. Because they Are they banning people arms? With them. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> it's not because they're like, we don't want people to take pictures. It's because people aren't paying attention and running into people and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Humankind. Fucking um, people are I mean, stupid. I mean, it, do you have the whole Rampage movie thing on there? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. No, I forgot about that. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Johnson fighting a gorilla, an a, alligator, a, liz- a lizard, and a, a lizard, yeah. and a who's the third one? A wolf. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wolf. The wolf is the lady. I remember yeah. that because I always like to her to die jokes, because yeah. I'm like, oh, some nudity, eight bit nudity. Hell yeah, she wolf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that'll be it. I mean, so like, it'd be like San Andreas, but with monsters. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be San Andreas meets Godzilla. Like, what if they call it Rampage San Andreas? <laughs> Can, no, 
the sequel to Sam <laughs> Trees. <laughs> the Rock is so much better than that. He can just make an awesome Rampage movie. It doesn't need... San Andreas isn't that good. They, hear... they better do scenes where like the monsters are crawling up the side of a mountain and someone's in a bath and they eat it. I... <laughs> Or they I mean, eat, like, a, or they they eat really a pepper should. and they spit out fire. It'd be awesome. I mean, like with a rampage movie, you got you can't take it. You can't make it like a serious oh, like no monster way. movie. Like it's got to be silly. Yeah, yeah. You got to get the tone right. Yeah. This year was announced earlier today. They're making Lucy two. That was greenlit today. Why? I don't. I mean, like I, that, didn't, like, I didn't see it. these guys. Did it, you guys see it? I did. What do you think of it? Meh. I mean, like I saw it. And I, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Like I enjoyed watching it. The only thing that bummed me out is they showed all the action scenes in the trailer. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was gonna be more. Yeah, yeah. They, know, they advertised like, horribly. So taken. Yeah, but with a sweet kick-ass yeah, yeah. chick in it. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it's only like his worst film. Like the director, I can't remember his name right now. The French mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, but uh, but also like, song. what are they gonna do? Because like at uh, the end of the film, yeah, she it... destroys the universe. <laughs> like, where do you yeah, go? From? Shit, I gotta see this movie. Like, really well, can. she destroys the universe. By becoming a USB spoiler, by becoming a USB drive. <laughs> yes, it's a weird film. It's like, weird. I need to see this movie. And she becomes like Venom at the end. Yeah, she's it's... like a symbiote that just goes everywhere. Something I like I don't the know, maybe fuck? I don't know what they're gonna do. But I mean, I'm just because I don't know where they're gonna do yeah. is what's making me curious about the sequel. Maybe so. maybe the drug gives you a like trips you out and you think you're doing something but you're really not maybe she'll maybe she'll like after she destroys the universe she has a big bang she becomes the new universe and she's an evil god yes and here's the thing is everybody loves that movie that i feel like i have to watch it again because i mean maybe i didn't get it the first lucy time. yeah no one so, liked that movie i'm the only person i know that liked that movie really like, I, I have friends really uh, yeah who work with me and it's like oh yeah, lucy's pretty good i mean i thought i mean i don't think it's great i think it's very i liked it more than a lot of people did but like it was at like 10 percent on rotten tomatoes mm. even the rotten tomatoes is BS, Shit, that's so. that's worse than Aloha. And Aloha, did you guys see Aloha? No, mm. that's one of the worst movies I've seen this year. Oh, well, I've seen oh, fifty-four man. films released in twenty fifteen. <laughs> like it's like in the top ten bottom. So wow, oh, uh, Cameron Crowe. I know, and I like him. I really wanted to like it, but like, okay, as spoilers alert: you don't see this Aloha. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna see it. The like the moment, the moment that's supposed to be like the re like being like Bradley Cooper's a great guy now. It happens. I'm like. Bradley Cooper, you're a dick. Like, what happens is he blows up a satellite. And I'm like, okay, so that's millions of dollars down the drain so you could get an Emma Stone's pants. Like, Did he say worth aloha it. when he does it? Yeah. No, <laughs> aloha, bitches. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the one of the worst. He's like, aloha, bitches. Hi, goodbye. <laughs> Because aloha means hi and goodbye. And... Right. Okay. Oh. I don't know if I had to explain the joke to anybody. No. It's just no. bad. No, you didn't. You didn't. It's funnier now that you explained it, though. Good. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> All right. That's news. Uh, what comic book do you have for us this week, sir? What's up, nerds? It's the comics corner. Uh, what? Well, do I need to pause? No. Okay. Um, he can cut it. I snuck it in. All right. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Um, <laughs> I snuck it in. Uh, unlike, cause I know, like, whenever I, like, listen to, like, the show and whenever you recommend a thing, it's always, like, an older comic mm-hmm. that, like, I have to go out and find. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, I wanted to make it kind of like a newer one because it's one that's currently running. Sure. And I feel like it deserves more love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's Ghost Racers. Have you guys seen this? Mm. It's, uh, it's the continuation of All New Ghost Rider, 
which if you, have you did you guys read all new Ghost Rider? No. You should definitely pick it up. It was one of my favorite Marvel Now series. Huh, it's I like heard it's good. It's really good. I think the art style turned a lot of people off on it. Really? Because the art style was the best part in my like, opinion. Well, Ghost Rider looks a little goofy in it. He looks goofy, but like it fits because like it kind of fits too. the tone. Yeah. Because like uh, so basically all new Ghost Rider. It's a new Ghost Rider named Robbie Reyes, who's uh instead of a motorcycle, he has like a muscle car. That's his Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Cooler. Uh, Already yeah. cooler. And like, uh, in like part of it is that like he gets Spirit of Vengeance and Spirit of Vengeance is kind of evil. And it's another person. Sorry, I'm burping a lot. Um, and so he has to deal with that kind of thing. Meanwhile, he's raising his brother by himself who's like paralyzed. And so he has to deal with like that kind of issue. And it was like 12 episode, 12, 12, uh, issue kind of thing. Don't pick it up at least the first five issues because then the artist leaves to get a new artist in some kind of style. But the first five is by Trad Moore. He's one of my favorite artists. But you should definitely check that out. And then Ghost Racers, it is so much fun. It's the most fun I've had in the comic in a long time. Sweet. It's uh all of the ghost it's like after after uh Secret Wars happens and the whole like combining of the universe happens. Mm-hmm. And so Doom has this arena that's like NASCAR that's all of the ghost riders like racing each other, and whoever wins is not tortured. So it's like it's like death race only with ghost riders. It's wacky races meets <laughs> the style of Mad Max. So, oh, all right, I'm on. And so, and like, but you, I feel like you need to read all new Ghost Rider first because the main character of Ghost Racers is Robbie Reyes. And he's also got the guy you kind of root for. He's like the popular one. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're a Ghost Rider fan, you will definitely like it. Uh, just because like they throw like the only Ghost Rider that's not been in it yet. I can't remember his name right now, but like, uh, he's the one that's supposed to be like take place in the future. Uh, but it has like, uh, Robbie Reyes, uh, uh oh God, uh, uh, Phantom Rider, who's like the cowboy. Mm-hmm. It has Johnny Blaze, it has uh, Danny Ketch, and it has uh, Alejandro Blaze. And so it says, like, those five also racing, they all have their different styles of, like, battling each other on the field. And just, like, an entire issue of just, like, wacky races meets Mad Max. Sweet. It is so much fun. Like, I definitely recommend because I, I don't hear anyone talking about them. Huh. And I feel like it's it's it deserves to be talked about. So Very, oh, very cool. cool. Man, I love a, it. A Ghost Rider book. A Ghost Rider book. That's neat. Yeah. So check that out. I bet you can get it at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Yep. Talk to oh, Andrew. Ooh. Andrew will be on the show July 17th for ooh. Ant-Man. Ooh. Very cool. I keep on bugging him every week. I'm like, you're coming on, dude. Don't don't fucking cheat out on us now. Well, you've been promoting it for like three weeks now. Yeah, I know. I, so I, like now he has to or see, else there's going to be backlash. So next time you tweet us, make sure you mention that Andrew's going to be on the show. Because oh, don't worry. I will. I, I told him. I said, dude, I'm telling everybody, don't you fucking let the fans down. He, and he says, "Oh yeah, I just re- I'm going to watch so many DC movies that week, and I'm just going to fucking trash them." <laughs> yes, here's a little preview of Andrew being on the show. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, awesome, great. Yeah. I- I've heard good things about it. I haven't yeah. picked it up yet. I have so many. Yeah. Definitely check it out. If like read at least read the first five issues of Ghost, all new Ghost Writer, and then you can, and then like because the, the first five issues just interesting. Second half is like when the evil side kind of starts taking over, and then Giant Blaze comes in and starts like being like, "You need to watch yourself." <laughs> and they get like in a huge fight, mm-hmm. like it's like a three issue fight. Sweet, and then that kind of transitions into the whole like battle race. Very so. cool. Um, these are the box office projections for this week. This is the box office stats. Did you want to say something, Brad? Uh, nope. Oh. Okay. You picked up the microphone and looked at me. He's like, "I'm going to say something." You well, it's when I was listening to last week's show, I was like, "Do we need to re-record the nerd thing?" Because he says like it's the box office stats, no. but now they're the box office projections. It's because okay. uh, I'm also going to do the box office stats. 
so you know from oh, okay. last week um so oh, i was also thinking um should we make this like a pool like we should all predict yeah last week i thought this was gonna be we were like we each say what we think are gonna be like the top five or whatever so no, it's like, um, i suck at that do you want to do like prices right with it Whoever's, or we can just be like who, like who, what's gonna be number one and what you think is gonna be the number wise. So. Yeah. Whoever's closest gets. Yeah. To move has on. to pay for next week's movie, guys. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck no. That's uh, like $40. <laughs> so, uh, last week, Jurassic World, number one, with $106 million, the second highest grossing movie. I mean, that's the biggest second weekend in movie history. Really? Yawn. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, but the biggest news actually is Inside Out grossed 90 million, yeah. which is the highest original Pixar movie ever. And it's also the first Pixar movie that's never opened number one. Jur- Jurassic World is the American hustle of dinosaur movie. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's, I'm it was just directed kidding. by David O. Russell. Um, Dope actually outperformed at 6.1 million. Yeah, yeah. They're pegging it for, I think, four to five. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So that, that's, I mean, for a little movie like that, I mean, I'm sure yeah. they probably, who was it probably... cost, I think, eight million to make. Yeah, and so like they're definitely going to make their money back that wise. I think, mm-hmm. like they said, like like advertising and whatnot it was like twenty million. Yeah, but I think they'll definitely make that back eventually. So. Oh, I'm sure they will. And it's getting so many good reviews that I think yeah. it'll be one of those movies that has really long legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you definitely check out Dope if you can. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Inside Out way overperformed. Uh, originally, yeah. they're pre- predicting it's going to do like seventy four million. So the box office is doing really well right now because um, usually they're pretty spot on on their projections now, but the last couple of weeks they've been off by like ten, fifteen million dollars because the Sundays have been per, uh, performing a lot better um, than traditionally. Um, so right now, as it stands, there's. Uh, well, do we want to make predictions, or are we just scrapping that? Do you want to make predictions? It's not my show, so I probably shouldn't. Like. No, you're fine. So I think it'd be fun. Yeah. So we have one, well, two new movies. Ted Two is the big one. Okay, uh, so you already know some of the well, yeah, I'm looking gross, at right now. so we should all know that and then make the prediction. I know, that's what I'm going to tell you. So I'll tell you where, do you want me to tell you where they're projected to go, and then you guys can tell me what you think they're going to end up like as? Like the exact number, yeah. Cool. Um, so we have Ted Two. Right now is on its way to gross just below fifty million. So they're projecting it from like forty to forty-seven million, mm-hmm. um, but they don't think it's going to be enough to take out Jurassic World or Inside Out. Yeah, I think it's going to come in third. So. Um, it's a rated R movie. Yeah, I think that right now I think they're saying Inside Out might make more in its second week than Jurassic World in its that, third. Yeah. Um, so with that knowledge, we have. So you're going to have to predict above the Ted 2 at 45 million, basically. So I actually, I think Ted 2 is, um, I think it's going to hit 48 million. Around 48. I'm going to say 48.1 million. That's my prediction. 48.1. Okay. <laughs> you guys better not price is right me and say 48.019. I think it'll make a dollar. So we're, only, oh! <laughs> so we're only doing the one movie. Sure. Not the other two. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... Do you want me to tell you how much it made? They're projecting it to make today. It made like thirteen million last night, didn't it? Uh, it made, that made two million. Two last million night. last night, and they're saying high teens today. All right. Um, shit. Um, I'll go with. I'll go with thirty-five. Thirty-five million. 
Wow. I'm going to go with 52. 52. Yeah. I'm going to say because uh, of a million days, of, a million ways to die in the West, Seth MacFarlane's yeah, coming kinda, back up. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. I think that the majority of Family Guy fans don't even know that like those two movies are linked in any way. I think most of them saw Ted and were like, oh, yeah, Ted. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to Peter Griffin do really well. Uh, I'm going to do 40. 40? So we got 40, 35, 52, 52 48.1. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll revisit uh, next week. Uh, I'll tweet out the actual numbers tomorrow. Because okay. oh, they'll go. have them. Yeah. Well, they'll have, the pre- they'll have the predicted numbers, yeah. and it'll be pretty close. Yeah. Cool. Fuck that. I'm waiting for actuals, bitch. Cool. So <laughs> mon- then Monday morning. Monday morning, I'll tweet out the actuals. Yeah. A Monday morning. We all lose when Max gets $100 million this weekend. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you, when I was at uh, seeing Jurassic Park or World 3D, um, I got there and there's like two long lines at the stairs. And I was like, shit, I can't, I, this is going to suck. And then I saw people like carrying around eight half by 11 sheets of paper. And uh, I was like, what's what's these lines for? Screening. And they said, huh? Special screening. Special screening of Max. Yeah. And then that line became like five lines. So, there's like five lines of people for this hero dog movie yeah. that I had never really even heard of until Here's preview. The th- like, also keep in mind, the movie doesn't make any money off that. Like, that's all free tickets. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's not going to, like, you just sell like five lines. Well, that's not going to mean. Well, they, what they want people to do is be like, oh, I loved Max. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll start, have you, have you seen when they start putting people's Twitter responses, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, as yeah. reviews? Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's the best you could get. Like, yeah. And, so, like, people coming out on Monday night for that movie, it's like, yeah, there's way more interest in that movie than I thought there would be. They're saying it's well. To be like fair, like because I go to like advanced screenings whenever I can, uh, it's always people that only go see those movies because they're free. Mm. It's not people that actually want to see the movies. Oh. It's just like, hey, I yeah, can see movie free. Shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, All the right. same reason why I saw Here Comes the Boom a year in advance. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the boom. Ah, uh, best are... Kevin James film. <laughs> Oh, just a really? above Paul Blart. Yeah, that movie still turned Hitch, like $30 Hitch million a good profit. Movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I emailed Happy Madison saying, hey, I have a script for Paul Blart 3 Space Cop. I'll <laughs> nice. buy me for $5. Just give me writer's credit. I haven't heard back yet. So, like. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, is I because I've been watching Adam Sandler movies, I went back and I looked at his box office performance. Is He's really consistent. I mean, oh, his yeah. movies make like $150 million almost consistently. The one movie I... I saw, I was like, you know, that Jack and Jill looks so stupid. It's the only Adam Sandler movie I haven't seen. Saw it in theaters. Did you? Yep. And Ironically. I, I, and I was like, man, I don't know if I want to see it. I'm like, was that movie even popular? $147 oh, yeah. million. Dollars. It had a huge opening weekend, I remember. Yeah, I cannot believe that. I was like, that's not supposed to happen. And then something <laughs> like Rain, Rain, Rain Over Me made like $10 million its whole run. <laughs> I know. Um. Anyways, this is what's coming out on Blu-ray next week. Oh, I got one coming. DVD releases the Blu-rays. Is the one you have coming Sean Penn's The Gunman on Blu-ray? Oh, yeah. Because you're such a big Sean Penn fan? Yeah. Like me? You and me, man. I, I was reading uh, Blu-ray.com's review of that. It comes with no special features. Really? Yeah, none. Did uh, they just not film any special features? They're like, it's going to be shitty. They're just not even. There's like... just nothing special about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what special feature I would like? I'd like a cut of the film without Sean Penn in it. Um, <laughs> so Get Hard is the big Blu-ray release of this week. Are you, is that the one you're getting? No. Okay. Is uh, is Last Night starring Morgan Freeman and Clive Owen, uh, which I think yes. is actually a Knights movie. No. That's kind of, I'm slightly. Like Knights? 
Yeah, like Knight's movie. <laughs> Last Knight. <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah, like the Dark Knight. <laughs> Last Knights. Um, while we're young, which is that movie with those people being like, you'd see that. Is it good? It's Mark Ruffalo, right? No, while we're young, that has oh, been stiller. Begin again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Begin again, just don't worry about. It. Um, <laughs> while we're young is actually really funny. So I think you okay. tweeted us to see that yeah, movie, yeah. and we decided not to see any movies that people tweeted us that week. Yeah, we saw Maggie. So <laughs> yeah, we saw Maggie. God damn it! I should have listened to you. Um, I think that the movie you have coming is Vanilla Sky, starring Tom Cruise. Open your eyes. That's my Penelope Cruz. That was That's awesome. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, it was, I'm getting really excited because. The, well, originally that movie. It's funny. I can show you on my Amazon account. I literally ordered this movie ten months ago. Mm-hmm. Really? It was, it was supposed to come out, and then Cameron Crowe, oh. before it came out, it's like I'm going to put all new special features on it. Right. And I just read on Blu-ray.com. There's new commentary, a new ending, um, new, another commentary with somebody else, and then he does a commentary with the composer, and she live plays commentary music during it what so that's it, cool and uh, it sounds really fascinating um, so really cool. i haven't seen this movie since i saw it in theater so i'm interested to see it again it's it's funny that like i was so sad about us talking about aloha and then i made fun of vanilla sky so clearly cameron crow is kind of hit and miss well, so I, like, I, for me, me. i've liked almost all of cameron crow except aloha which i distinctly hated oh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think. Oh, there is a Scream Factory release this week, which is a double feature of Ghost House and Witchery, uh, which are both pretty cool covers. They are, but uh, I looked those up. I've never seen them, and their IMDb ratings are like 4.0. Oh yeah, which means it's probably not very good. Yeah. Okay, so Ghost House. There's a house, right? And in front of it is this ghostly figure of a girl, like floating, and her eyes are all white, and she's like, <clears throat> and all freaky looking, and in her lap is the disembodied head of a clown with sharp teeth and she's holding a cassette tape. So she's so she like holding so she, the head's in the lap. Head's she's in the holding lap. the cassette tape. Just hold she's holding it like this like just Fuck. what's up? You know, it's yeah, like, like just hey man, I got this cassette tape. I'm gonna feed this cassette tape to this make clown that noise head. Again, James? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's that's just the sound that like ghosts make when they're like fucking <laughs> constipated. The go to ghost man. <laughs> The uh, ghost fuckers. Because, yeah, like I, I don't know what she's doing with the cassette. People need, if you're listening to this, go look up the cover to Ghost House and figure out what the fuck this girl is doing with that cassette tape. It's kind of like that scene in Men in Black where you just see her and you're like, she's, I don't know what she's doing with that cassette tape, but she's up to no good. Like I don't get it. And then, uh, okay, so witchery is just it's Linda Blair, same thing, house girl in front, cleavage pouring out, she's running, she's in like a robe. And then above it is just a big picture of some woman getting her lips sewn shut. And her Ooh. eyes are all whited out just like in Ghost House. So she's probably also like, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool covers. So nice. uh, I don't know that anyone should see the movies, but whatever. Cover is cool. Well, Scream Factory will have features on them. Yeah, I'm sure it's, you know. If you like horror films. Yeah. This week we saw Ted 2. Henry, should people go see Ted 2? Um, okay, I'll preface this by saying I did not like Ted 1. Uh, I thought, I'm the one of the very few people that thought what Million Ways to Dine was okay. Uh, I will say, this film, if you like the other films, and like stuff McLaren's kind of humor where it's just like, joke, 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 and not a really like, moving story, mm-hmm. then check it out. Otherwise, I would say you can probably catch it once on TV or something like that, just to have it, hear the jokes. So Cool. Bradley? 
Um, yes, I felt like it was like a a live action Family Guy cartoon. Um, I remember liking the first movie, but not enough to buy it. Yeah, and this one is I don't know. I actually thought it was a little more of a uh, serious script, but also still funny. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I had fun. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of in the same camp. I I think the movie is there are a lot of scenes in the movie that are hilarious and that I laughed so hard at. Um, the times when it's trying to tell me a story are fucking atrocious and boring. Um, but honestly, they aren't that long and they don't come up that often. So the majority of the movie is just really funny and there's some great jokes in there that are are worth seeing if you're if you're somebody who, um, like traditionally just hates family guy and i'm i'm kind of like that um then maybe just wait for a blu-ray but otherwise like if your friends are going to see ted 2 like go see ted 2 with them you'll have a good time yeah i had lots of fun watching the film i thought it was pretty funny um i I think what's amazing about it before we play the trailer is how much ted feels like he's in the real world Mm -hmm. um i think it's a great hands off to those uh visual effects guys they they did a better job this time of his CGI model or whatever. Yeah, he felt like, he felt like yeah, yeah. he I felt like he had weight. You know what I mean? Is that, yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. the texture is more yeah. crisp, I guess. I don't... And his facial expressions. Yeah. Uh, anyway, here's a tra- uh, the Red Band trailer for Ted Two. I don't know if it exists. I'm sure it does. Uh, yeah, it does. I'll find it. Okay, <laughs> you ready? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here it comes. Okay, okay, I'm ready. Boom, boom. Let's all go to court. Boom, boom. You lawyer guys, you don't know me and Johnny are watching you while we're high. That was fucking magic. That felt smooth. Listen, I got some big news to tell you. Oh, yeah? What's that? Tammy Lynn and I are going to have a baby. Dude, that's fucking awesome. Congratulations. Thank wait, you. wait, wait, wait. How, how, how do you guys... That's the thing. We, we, uh, we got to find a sperm donor. Ted, we could get in a lot of trouble. Can you think of someone better than him? Would be a sweet-ass fucking baby. Tom fucking Brady. Four Super Bowl rings. Guaranteed Hall of Famer. Now, now let's give my hand job into this red plastic cup. Sweet God, baby Jesus. And that's at rest. What the hell? Get out of my house! Oh, God. Take your teddy bear with you! Holy shit! A perfect spiral! Hey, Johnny, thanks for yanking out a sample for me. I'm the buddies for life, remember? What is that? Get ready, dude. You got your hand on your dick. What are you doing? I'm trying to get it half hard so when I get in there, I can just bust it out. Sitting out here in a public jerking off where you think you are, a red lobster? Teddy, if we want to have a baby, you're going to have to prove you're a person in a court of law. They said I'm property. Well, like garbage or a piece of shit. And maybe more like a hammer or an orange. It's just a word. You better ask my ancestors. One minute, you in Africa. You in the river washing your clothes. Titty's just hanging. Next thing you know, you getting fucked by Thomas Jefferson. Wow, you make history come alive. Johnny, what are we going to do? We'll get a lawyer and we'll sue the fucking government for your civil rights. Let's go back, let's go back. Look at Ted. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? I'm 26. Well, you know, I just don't want my lawyer singing Frozen songs during the opening arguments. We really appreciate your time, but I think what we're probably going to do is just take a seat and get to work. I trust you completely. Yeah, we really feel like you've got a lot to offer. I get migraines. I'm going to get a huge migraine in the parking lot in about 20 minutes. Ted, you're special. But what defines a person is making a contribution to society. Take that, motherfucker! Hey, that's what you get 
for fucking exercising. Can I use your laptop? Yeah, go ahead. What the fuck? What's going on? There's so much porn. I've been meaning to clear some of that out. Look at the organization here. Clockwise rim job, counterclockwise rim job. Sometimes you like seeing the tongue go the other way. Chicks with dicks? Oh my god. Oh my god, I have a disease, all right? I need help. There are no chicks with dicks, Johnny. Only guys with tits. Yeah, so in the movie, it... You know, th- there is one inconsistency in the movie, um, <laughs> besides a talking teddy bear. In the first Ted, remember, he's like nailing Tammy Lynn in like yeah, yeah. the back, so he obviously can have yeah, sex. Yeah, I thought he had a dick. Yeah. But then you think about it, maybe he just was wearing a strap on. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe it's just like... But anyways, in, in Ted 2, uh, I mean, the trailer's pretty much set it up. He is He gets married to Tammy Lynn, and they want to have a baby. They can't... Because actually one of my favorite throwaway lines was Dennis Haysbert plays um, a doctor in it. <laughs> and they go in and uh, he says, uh, like, you can't have babies. And they show it like an x-ray. And she says, oh, that looks pretty good. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's not yours. This is yours. And he flips it on and has, has all these black masses over it. And <laughs> this is my favorite part. She says, you've seen that before, right? He says, no, I threw up and I thought about quitting medicine. <laughs> I laughed so hard. And he just says it so fast and not going for a joke at all. It's just, it's just really well done. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they, then they decide they're going to adopt. And when they fill out adoption papers, it's revealed that they don't, view ted as a human being or a living person and so it's his fight to prove that he is living and um and it's it's really funny i I think too the only weird part too is ted one was all about getting together with mila kunis and then it's like oh she's not in this one and it's just weird because he's really uh, sad about that divorce yeah because isn't mila kunis and seth MacFarlane like really good friends and he's in she's like in all his she stuff was and... busy filming jupiter ascending so... <laughs> is that why she was doing something else so i don't is know she having was. a baby maybe she, having, oh, she a was baby. having a baby you're yeah. right yeah. she was having a baby also it just why. negates the first movie a little bit yeah. Like, yeah they went through all that trouble for nothing you but know? then again at the end of the day it doesn't really matter because it's just like any cartoon <laughs> yeah. where yeah. nothing is carries over and it doesn't matter this is a movie that has cutaways to ted uh, in like a hooker outfit giving blowjobs. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> but the funny, my, my wife sits there and she's laughing and I always laugh at my wife because she says she hates movies like this. She hates movies like this, but she's in there telling me, she's like, I like the first Ted. I said, so you like family guy? She said, no, I said, Ted is literally Peter Griffin. Yeah. It's the yeah. same voice. It's the same voice. And it's yes. like the same character. Too. Mm-hmm. Like it is not family guy because I don't like family guy. And when's the last I... time you watched family guy? I don't know. The last yeah, exactly. Time, so you don't know. The you last time tonight, I, James. The <laughs> last time I was frustrated and watching a cartoon at the same time. It's still funny. But yeah. how often is Marky Mark in Family Guy? So right yeah. there you go. I, I no Marky I, Mark is the saving grace of uh, the Ted franchise. Well, and Marky Mark's really good in it. Like he, he is. He, I oh my god, I love the scene when he's going. When he's walking down the hallway, because he's trying to get back into dating, and he's walking down the hallway, and he's hitting on the woman who is, like, leading him to the room where he's going to jerk off into the cup. It is so, like, perfectly awkward and, like, oh, I yeah, he's really good. <laughs> the he's line, really good. There's no chicks with dicks, only dudes with boobs. <laughs> <laughs> boobs with tits. Dudes with tits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like the family guy humor, though. He's like, yeah. oh, you got to mash this uh, laptop, and they mash it. Like, so it's good. Like, no, people can still get it. Let's go bury it in the harbor. <laughs> and so then they scuba dive to the bottom of Boston yeah. Harbor to bury it. It's just zany things like that. But those aren't even – those aren't the jokes that I ended up laughing at the most. The jokes I ended up laughing at the most were like the fish – 
right? Oh, when yeah. she's singing the song, <laughs> sing the song the fish jumps out of the water. Animals. Lobsters just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, like the Jurassic Park song. Like, oh, the Jurassic Park song. Half the audience didn't get it. No, uh, I got right. Like yeah. that's such oh, a distinct two. theme that as yeah. soon as it starts, like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, a lot was... of times, the kids to my right were always like whispering, like, "Why are they laughing? I don't get it." <laughs> what assholes? They... Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, they are assholes. They were talking much, yeah. but and then just like it, when you're such a nerd, and you know they do the close up of Ted at that part. He's like, "They're moving in herds." It's just so. You even need to say it. Like, no, you, I got the joke. You, yeah, yeah, but it's oh, still yeah. funny though. It's just. Yeah. Bizarre. I think that joke was there for those people who still didn't get it. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was dying laughing. Like they hadn't even started the score yet, but they it was yeah. just those two little beats as the sound starts to build. Yeah. And I watched Jurassic Park this week, so it was really yeah. obvious yeah. to me. And I just started dying laughing. And Rafe's sitting next to me, he's just like, what is happening? Why is James dying? <laughs> and then the score kicked in, and he was like, oh. But there's also, like, there's... To me, I think the best parts of the film, too, are the little, like, throwaway jokes really fast. Yeah. yeah. You know, when uh, Mark, oh my God. Mark Wahlberg's on the witness stand... And the other lawyers in the room like, nobody even fucking likes you, man. You're eating lunch by yourself. <laughs> I saw you. Yeah, I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Liam Neeson trying to buy tricks. tricks? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take this home and no one's going to follow me. <laughs> when they tell Amanda Seyfried that she has Gollum eyes. Yeah. You have eyes that say that rings my precious. And it's so bad because yeah. for, for a second you look at it and you go Holy shit, she does. But the thing, I just thought she looked really pretty in this movie. Oh, she yeah. does. And I, but I'm I, never going to be able never, to look at her the same again. I've never really thought she, I mean, they always thought she was cute, but for in this movie, my man, she's pretty attractive. Yeah. And they, I mean, they riffed on the Breakfast Club and. Oh, yeah, that was good. A bunch of things. Um, when we started out, I was like, uh, looking at Patrick Warburton and the other guy. I'm like, God, that guy looks so familiar. Where have I, where have I seen him before? And then by the time they got to Comic Con mm-hmm. and he's, it's Michael Dorn dressed up as yeah. Warf. I'm like, oh. That's right. That's him. And he's like yeah, so skinny yeah. compared to. Well, even then too, like at the beginning, like fuck you, yeah, fuck me, let's go, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Yep. laughs> All right. And then they team up to like kick around nerds. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Like I, re- I really like those things, but like no one else in the theater like was laughing. At them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like each one like, I mean, was different. Like, when, yeah. when that happens, you kind of feel like a jerk. Like, Should I be laughing at this yeah. stuff? They're kind of brutal. Yeah, yeah, they were. And I'll pretend I'm not looking at your dick. <laughs> Oh, what the fuck? There's shit on his pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, my whole thing about it was that, like, I thought, like, when it first started, I really liked it. I thought, like, this is the best uh, Seth MacFarlane film yet. But then, like, once it got to the whole, like, you're not a person thing, and it beca- started having, like, that kind of message of, like, racism and, like, equality, I was just like, okay, this is not the right film for this kind of message. <laughs> like, I know. I was just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and it's like, like it's a day where that story is actually kind of interesting and yeah. important, right? And I'm sitting there going like, "Can we go back to like the fart? Can you go back to drawing pe- misspelling penis on Amanda Seyfried's face?" Because yeah, like, like, that's I was way so hoping she was going to show up in court with that on her yeah. head. <laughs> oh, see that would yeah, like that's and the that's why they lose the case. Like, <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally that that would have been really good. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, it just totally loses itself during those moments. Um, yeah, and it, it gets so it funny. gets it back real fast, and like yeah, they, just, they usually end those little sequences with like Mark Wahlberg saying something really dumb yeah, and yeah. getting a good laugh. But yeah, it, but it like is my weird. problem is that it was, it was just very like I guess I just didn't know what it wanted to be because mm-hmm. like it had like those very serious moments where we would have that kind of scene, then it would have that one throwaway joke, then it would go back to like a silly scene, 
then it would go back to another serious scene and it was just like what do you want me to feel about this but like I, I don't i don't think that it was i don't think it genuinely wanted to be taken seriously like it's yeah, still yeah. just it's still a movie with a talking teddy bear yeah. the problem is that like that is their excuse for a plot yeah the different but like it's hard to make like racism or equality yeah. the excuse for a plot and make it a joke at the same yeah. time if they wanted to like do something like this i think it would have been better if it was just like because like at the end it had morgan freeman being like we have to prove like you're a good person yeah. i think it would have been cool if like they said well you're not a person but you, need, you can qualify yourself as a good person if you do these good things and the film followed ted and like mark Wahlberg trying to do good things it turns into like my name is earl by yeah the like <laughs> but said it has to go around like it's a courtroom drama now like no. so but we also got some really good. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all go to court. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, like I said, like I liked it. It was really the funniest film that he's made so far. I, I laughed the most out of all of them. But like, my only thing is that like it is just this joke, this joke, mm-hmm. this joke. Whereas like comedies that like I like are like this is a joke that will affect this later and like that kind of thing. And like each joke kind of affects the plot in a way. Whereas mm-hmm. it's just like. Like it's it's like Family Guy, so it's like if you like Family Guy, you'll probably yeah. like this kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like <laughs> I still love Family Guy, yeah. Like and so like and like that's and like I just don't like Family Guy, mm-hmm. and so it's oh, just yeah. not my film. So <laughs> well, I, re- I really like it the... again. Is that is that like something you can say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was the um? I think it was the second case. Uh, Ted and um, Mark Wahlberg were. What were they talking to each other about? Because I felt like it was a setup for something that was going to come later, and then it didn't happen. Damn it! Is what it was where it? they say like erection did... oh, sustained? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it's uh... <laughs> no. They reference somebody like yeah. That that is the only what weird thing that? too is they had the second courtroom thing and it like immediately ended. Yeah, I guess you don't have to see it again because but... I don't need to sit through another speech about equality. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he gave the. I mean, Morgan Freeman gave the speech, but it, I don't know. It seemed weird. There's the thing about the voodoo shit or something. Like, don't mess with that wizardry. What was he talking about? Damn it! Oh man, I don't remember. <laughs> That was he said, oh, he's a fucking zombie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ted. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's all go to And I also want to give props to uh, Seth MacFarlane. He wrote that moon song. It was, that's a, in nice, there. It was a pretty little song. Yeah. 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 He loves good. that stuff. He loves uh, big show tunes. And that's why the opening, uh, maybe some people will be confused, but he loves openings like that. He loves Fred Astaire. And... Oh, it's definitely confusing. There's, I don't know why that scene's there, but it's really good. I mean, like, when I saw it, I was just like, okay, so it's clear they, like, they were like, we need to have, like, the opening credits mm-hmm. at some point. And, like, the film, like, each line, and, like, even though they were joke lines, they were, like, kind of progressing the film. And I know there's a lot more into this movie uh, that's been edited out because I was yeah. even telling uh, James that, or maybe it was Brad, I don't remember. That the the trailer shows like cars exploding in a car chase. Yeah. And he also has like a song and dance number that's in the trailer that didn't make it. So yeah. maybe the movie's another 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Oh, it was the Beetlejuice thing. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was I like, thought, yeah. come on, Michael Keaton, show up. And, <laughs> that would have yeah. been sweet. Make a cameo. Well, I, I was thinking that too. I thought like, so Michael Keaton's going to be one of the celebrity cameos in this. Like, yeah. yeah. Or he's going to come back yeah, in like the end of the movie or something. That would be yeah. sweet if he says, you know, Beale just three times and the door opens. Whoa, wrong courtroom. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Michael That'd Keaton. Be fun. Showtime. <laughs> Crickets. Yeah. Wrong courtroom. But Liam Neeson's cameo was amazing. Yeah, that one's really It was kind of because like Ted won and both, both Ted won and uh, Million Ways, they both have a lot of celebrity cameos. This mm-hmm. one felt like it did not have nearly as many. Mm-hmm. Like you have like the, like the three or whatever it was. It has Liam Neeson... Who else is that? I can't, I can't even remember anybody else. Oh, Michael Dorn. Michael Dorn. Dorn. Yeah. Uh, Sam Jones, Flash Gordon himself. Well, John Slattery's from Mad Men. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, those aren't like, cam- those are like actual characters. Like, I mean, the, yeah. the, well, like, that guy, uh, he is a Oh, just people like, being themselves. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. oh, like, okay. in the first one, there was, like, a ton of them. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then Sam Patrick Jones, Stewart. Yeah. So. No, Patrick Stewart, yeah, has the narrator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we talk about how awesome the uh, Family Guy porn looks? Oh, jeez. Because I, I, like, I really want just a DVD of just the non-sex sections of that movie. Do you really? I, Is I, that something you want on display in your house? <laughs> I, I think I do, yeah. Like, it's just, it was just bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was I, hilarious. I, I, and, 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 like, James, you know, hates Family Guy, so I leaned over and said, yeah, see, it takes geniuses to write Family Guy, because that's people who don't know how to write Family Guy trying no, to write Family no, Guy. No, honestly, that show, it felt exactly like Family no Guy. No way. It was, <laughs> Except for the acting was worse, it felt it like Family Guy. It was not even close. And, like, well, and that they were all grabbing their dicks during every scene. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, another thing about, like, that Family Guy, like, porn parody, like, I'm not sure if you noticed it, but, like, every scene was, like, cartoony and had set, mm-hmm. except the sex scene with uh, the wheelchair guy. Yeah. They used yeah. an actual room for that. I was like, wait a second. Like, <laughs> that was just a porn set. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it's bad. You, it's not even close to We're not about writing. to, like, get into critiquing a porn, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, should it have been? <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, it's when amateurs try to write it, and you're not as funny. Well, I don't think people are watching <laughs> shame it for on, the jokes. Shame on you, the porn industry. For yeah. Hey, if you're going to make a, a parody of a porn of uh, a show, at least make it good. Don't be shitty. Well, that's the problem, is, you know, you got people that aren't funny actors. Like, the, who's the dude who's Quagmire? <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> He's literally just moving his head back and forth and going giggity. And he wasn't doing giggity right. Yeah. You you heard him, porn industry. Ryan wants you to not be <laughs> shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan will direct it for you. I will direct it for you. <laughs> I will star as Peter Griffin. I have a better Peter Griffin voice. <laughs> oh boy. I know Lois was kinda hot in it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, oh, dude! How bad was like the chicken fight? Come on! Yeah, it was like, uh, why? Like, <laughs> you're a porn. Why do you need this? Like, oh, I thought I it was hilarious because there was a chicken fight in a porn. <laughs> like, I thought uh, you were talking about the actual movie itself. Like mm-hmm. in the Comic Con scene, there was a guy wearing a chicken suit, and I was like, yeah, I don't even know. Why just have like a Peter Griffin look like and the chicken guy fighting in the background of that brawl? Oh, but that would have mm-hmm. been good. They didn't do it. Ralph Garman was a stormtrooper. If no one caught that. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> go, go see Captain Kirk. I'm sorry you guys have to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, don't, isn't worth don't it. waste your time. It's not worth it. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. So, yeah, uh, next week we're seeing Terminator Genesis. Yeah. You're not seeing Minions or uh, that's, Magic Mike XXL? Uh, Minions is the following week. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think oh. it's the 10th. I'll be not anywhere near you don't us. Need, they shouldn't make a Minions movie. You're I, taking the comic relief characters from a comedy movie and giving them their own movie where they can't talk. So that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, <laughs> Bella, no, they fall in love with fire hydrants and shit. They'll probably say Bellaria. Are they really the comic relief or just like a symbol for everything that's wrong with children's entertainment today? Uh, both. I think they're I think they're cute movies. Well, the, the, James did, didn't like Jurassic World. The Despicable Me movies are fine. The Minions are the worst part of it, though. Mm-hmm. I think so, anyway. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, except for uh, the part where they're to except fun. everybody else loves them. My wife is excited for it. Ugh. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, don't judge my wife. She doesn't. She has uh, uh, no, she doesn't. Like her books are the most depressing shit you'll ever see. And you're like, why do you read stuff like that? Yep. You, you've known her for so long too. It's just mm-hmm. like she always reads the most depressing crap. Yeah. But I can't wait to see Terminator. Arnold fight Arnold. I've been waiting for you. I hope it's as good as Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> 
I hope it's as good as Terminator 2, like James Cameron promised it is. Yeah, James Cameron said it was good. And he swears he didn't get paid. He didn't, well, James Cameron's an he asshole. He need the money. Yeah, James <laughs> Cameron's an asshole, so if he's right, good, yeah. I believe him. If he says it's good, that doesn't actually sway me one way or the other, because he made Avatar. Yeah. That was your number three movie? Yeah, but that movie's not amazing. No. That movie is about on par with Jurassic World. Avatar? Yeah. You you hate spewed Jurassic World for like 12 minutes, and Avatar was in your top 10 movies from Yeah, but I was dumb back then. All right, <laughs> he was I'm a just... dumb kid. I was a dumb kid. <laughs> Man. Five years. Actually, I would rather. No, years. actually, I would rather watch Avatar than God, Jurassic only World. Only four more years till we eclipse that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Henry, thank you for stopping by. Oh, we no, appreciate it. Yeah, thank here, you. So. Holy shit! It's fucking late. Yeah, it is. Um, One more time. How do people find you online? How do they support you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Byronic Henry. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> you can just find my tweets and I'll tweet some other stuff out. So <laughs> very cool. Love yeah. it. Right. Yeah, come back sometime. Yeah, come yeah, back. Love to. Always welcome. Bye. Bye. Fuck you, Jurassic World's awesome. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover, and also Spark Mandrill for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.